This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Our day is Monday. It is the fifth day of December. Kathy's out. I'll handle the news duty. And we are starting with some sad news. Bob McGrath. Beloved Sesame Street cast member and singer has died. He was 90 years old. Uh, the Sesame Workshop confirmed the news. Uh, McGrath, an original cast member, was part of the Sesame Street family for over 50 years. I think he's the first person associated with Sesame <clears throat> associated with Sesame Street that I remember. I mean, yeah. that he's the iconic guy. He was, of of the live characters, he was probably my favorite yeah. one I remember as a kid. But uh, and, and we had the chance to talk to him over the years, and he was just a sweet gentleman. Uh, Sesame Workshop released a statement in a series of tweets on Sunday saying that they will be forever grateful for his passionate and creative contributions to the show. Uh, they said in the official statement, Sesame Workshop mourns the passing of Bob McGrath, a beloved member of the Sesame Street family for over 50 years. A founding cast member, Bob embodied the melodies of Sesame Street like no one else, and his performances brought joy and wonder to generations of children around the world, whether teaching them the ABCs, the people in their neighborhood, or the simple joy of feeling music in their hearts. A revered performer worldwide, Bob's rich tenor filled airwaves and concert halls from Las Vegas to Saskatchewan to Tokyo many times over. And we will be forever grateful for his many years of passionate creative contributions to Sesame Street and honored that he shared so much of his life with us. Well, what's great is that he still had time for his thrash metal band. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, yeah. you have to have your passion. You gotta have your outlets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sad news here as well. A teenager died after being shot in Camden uh, in New Jersey on Saturday night. It happened around 9.32 p.m. in the 1800 block of Mount Ephraim Avenue. Authorities say that the 14-year-old male victim had attended a birthday party. Uh, at the Elks Lodge on Mount Ephraim Avenue uh, prior to the shooting. Uh, the victim was found unconscious uh, and transported to Cooper University Hospital where he was pronounced dead. No arrests have been made as of yet, so anyone with information on this shooting is asked to call the Camden County Prosecutor's Office at 856-930-5355. The big reveal for the new B-21 Raider stealth bomber finally took place Friday night in a glitzy unveiling worthy of a Hollywood production as the aircraft was rolled out of a California hangar. But every effort was made to ensure the details about the new aircraft will continue to remain shrouded in secrecy. Did you order yours? I did not yet. Uh, yeah. no, I wanna, I'm, I'll probably wait for the second generation. Second generation, they work out the bugs, yeah. Uh, taking place... Under the cover of night, the plane emerged slowly from the hangar, bathed in dramatic blue lighting that did not reveal much beyond the plane's similar shape to the B-2 stealth bomber. Uh, it is intended to replace. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was among the 600 VIPs and 2,000 Northrop Grum- Grumman uh, employees who've worked on the new bomber for the past seven years on the hand for the big reveal at uh, the Plant 42 in Palmdale, California. Uh, Austin said in remarks after the bomber was unveiled, the B-21 looks imposing, but what's under the frame and the space-age coatings is even more impressive. Uh, The new long-range aircraft is designed to deliver both conventional and nuclear weapons while flying undetectable uh, to advance radar in the uh, air defense systems anywhere in the world. We had a uh, stealth bomber flyover at the Eagles game yesterday. It's always very cool, isn't it? It really is. Uh, I assume it wasn't this one, right? It was the. I don't think so. No, no, no. 
Over the last seven decades that uh, the plane has been in development, scant details have been provided about the Air Force sixth-generation stealth bomber to ensure to avoid providing any hints of how it can remain undetectable to advanced radars. And it has literally been cloaked in secrecy. The aircraft unveiled Friday will be uh, begin initial flight testing at Edwards Air Force Base in California uh, with its first flight forecast take place in mid-2023. You know what they should do, Preston? They should, have, for one of these, at least, if they really want to send the the possibly aggressive countries around the world against us into a, into a, a, a complete mental breakdown, do one of these unveilings, have the doors part, and have everybody pretend something's rolling out so that it looks completely invisible. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> My God! That is uh, for now, there are six B twenty one aircraft in various stages of production, and the Air Force plans to acquire at least one hundred of the new bombers. Uh, with the first one entering service in the mid twenty twenty. Should we shift our fire truck to a, uh, to a second a, a generation stealth bomber? Stealth bomber? Yeah. I think we should do it. Yeah. yeah. All right. In sports this morning. The Eagles. So oh, okay, the Eagles beat the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. 35 to 10 yesterday afternoon in South Philly. Jalen Hurts threw for 380 yards and three touchdowns, Woo. ran for another score, and AJ Brown caught two touchdown passes against his former team to lead the Eagles to the win. Hurts has led the Eagles to an 11 and 1 start, their first time with that record since 2004 and the fourth time in franchise history. The 1949 Eagles won the NFL championship. Well, the 1980 and 2004 teams lost in the Super Bowl. Uh, the Eagles are on the road this weekend with a game in the Meadowlands against the New York Giants. Kickoff on Sunday will be at 1. Uh, the Flyers, who have lost two straight games, are home tonight with a game against the defending Stanley Cup champs, the Colorado Avalanche. The puck will drop at 7. Sixers, who have lost two games in a row, are on the road tonight. They have a game in Houston against the Rockets. Tip-off will be at 8. And in the World Cup, the U.S. lost on Saturday. Falling to the Netherlands, 3-1 to one, as the Dutch advanced to the quarterfinals yesterday. The English beat Team Senegal, winning 3-0, while the French beat Team Poland, winning 3-1. The English will face the French next weekend in the quarterfinal round. That's what I have in news for you this morning. All right, uh, so new week. So we've got a new Word of the Week prize. We have your chance to win an Omaha holiday prize package, including... Uh, well, I'm not going to read the whole list. It's a bunch of steaks. Yes. All right. There's like a, a lot of different things on yeah. there. Yeah. So uh, anyhow, we'll have your chance to win. Make sure that you uh, are with us at the end of the program, and we'll have an opportunity for you to collect the letters, which create a word. And on Friday, we'll give away that prize pack. Uh, we also have uh, an announcement this morning. We have a concert announcement. Yes. Uh, around 8 o'clock. And um, Okay. Ja- is Jackie Bam? I, I didn't read the information. This I didn't read. It. <laughs> Jackie Bam Bam's hosting a really cool concert. Okay, tonight. he's not on the show with us this morning. He's not. Announcement. Okay, no. I wasn't sure. All right, so well, we have an announcement to make. So we'll do that. We're doing that around uh, bizarre file time. Yeah. All right. First bizarre file. We have your opportunity to uh, get the information. Uh, we'll also give away some Christmas miracle. 
uh, passes to join us, which is approaching rapidly. The 21st is when that's happening at Parks Casino. So we'll do that live broadcast thing once again and give away some of our favorite prizes of the year, and hopefully you will be a part of it. If you don't hear your chance to call and win, that's right, you can do it online as well. You can do it through presidentsteve.com or WMMR.com. That's right. Uh, Marissa, you can even text the word miracle still. Yep, to get the link. To 39333, and you'll get a link directly to that information, and you can sign up and have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. Very That's cool. Good stuff. Highly coveted tickets. Most definitely. All right, so let's break. Come back in a second. I have a whole bunch of things to share with you as far as the entertainment report goes. A stupid question and some stuff to give away. We'll be right back. Hang in there. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning. The prize is a pair of tickets to see uh, Jagged Little Pill. This is going to be at the Academy of Music on January 4th. Cool. And so, it's uh, set on Alanis Morissette's, of course, uh, album, music, whatever you want to call it. I guess just not that album, Jagged Little Pill, all of her music. Uh, So, it's going to be the Kimmel Cultural Campus, January 3rd to the 15th. So, uh, the question we will go with this morning is, uh, which country has the unicorn as its national animal? Which country? Yep. 215-263-WMMR. Which country has the unicorn as its national animal? I actually saw an article on this recently about that. I'm going to go through some birthdays while we are waiting for you to call in with your answer. Today is Monday, uh, the fifth day of December, and it is Jose Carreras' hey. birthday today, Spanish opera singer, one of the three tenors. He, alongside Luciano Pavarotti and Placido Domingo, made up the three tenors, and Jose Carreras is celebrating his 76th birthday. So, today. what is his story? Is he also uh, embroiled in a whole bunch of sexual allegations, or is he doing okay? I don't think he is. I, the Placido Domingo is. Right. Uh, Luciano Pavarotti had his moments before right. he died. Uh, but I've never really heard anything about Jose Carreras. Yeah, I thought not. Yeah. Kind of keeps his nose clean. He might be the squeaky Not for me, man. Yeah. Don't need to put dang that badly. Uh, Margaret Cho. Yeah. Has her birthday today. We've had her in the studio a couple yeah, times. she's really nice. She's yeah. a great guest. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's a comedian and actress. Uh, she turns 54 today. Frankie Muniz is a year older. Uh, he had some real health issues. A, a whole stroke, right? S- multiple strokes. He yeah. was having full-blown and many strokes and... Uh, he is. He's come out the other end. I mean, I, I guess he still experiences them now and then, yeah. but he is. Uh, he's doing very well. Um, yeah, but uh, it was in some great stuff. I mean, Malcolm in the Middle was a great show. You um, know our guilty pleasure. Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar, man. I love yeah. that movie. It's, it's a great movie. Uh, and, and Paul Giamatti is really the money shot. Just the best. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, had success with the agent uh, Cody Banks film. He is uh, 37 today. Johnny Resnick is the lead singer of the band... The Goo Goo Dolls. Johnny Goo. 
the Goo Goo Dolls, and he is celebrating his 57th birthday today. They're actually, you know, when you start to go through the list of songs, you're like, yeah, great song after you great cannot, song. Cannot argue. I yeah. saw him at the man on my birthday over the summer, and over the summer, over the summer, and not one person was sat down. Was my wife was up there. and dancing. Yeah. Steve, it was great. And yeah. You can tell there are people that just go year after year. It's like almost like a Dave Matthews show. Okay. Slide is a great song. Oh. Iris is a great song. Um, name, uh, name, yeah. 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 That was uh, the first hit. <laughs> yeah, that had actually been out for a while, and I think it was a Kevin, it? Kevin Weatherly or whatever the uh, the um, program director, rock uh, program director. Yeah, pulled it out and started putting it in rotation. No. Uh, Johnny Resnick <clears throat> turns fifty-seven years old today. I, I I interviewed him right when that song came out. When Name first came out. Uh, and he provides somewhere I have a cassette of him playing it live in the studio oh, wow. with me. Yeah. Uh, Jack Russell, the lead singer of the band Great White, uh, turned 62 years old today. Yeah, they. Uh, you can't think of the band nah. without that horrible club fire. Yeah, it's like 100 people yeah. died yeah. in that club fire. It was insane. Did they ever. So it was the pyrotechnics that they brought into the club. The ceiling was too low. There was very flammable material. There was only, there like was one way out. Yes, and it went up like crazy fast and people just got crushed and it was horrible. And there's video of it. Yes, there's there is. video yeah. of the of the pyro going off and and catching on fire. And it was it was just a, a tragedy when that happened. So unfortunately, it's, he's always going to be connected to that. He's 62 years old today. Uh, the great Jim Messina. Uh, celebrates a birthday today. Uh, and you know what? I'd forgotten or, or maybe never really knew that he was in Buffalo, Buffalo Springfield. Springfield. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, I knew him from Loggins and Messina and also his uh, solo career as well. I love Loggins and Messina. Yep, me too. Danny's song, one of the big hits. Uh, he turns uh, 75. I think we perform it very well. I think it's the River Valley Vocal Band. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. this is true. I agree. <laughs> Uh, we're not going to relive that right <laughs> No, no, we wouldn't do that here. to you on a Monday. No, no you're right. Uh, yes, our, the voice we call her. Uh, Jim Messina is 75 today. Nick Stahl has his birthday. Uh, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. It's kind of where he broke out, right? He was yeah, and uh, Sin City. Yep, well, that was, yeah, after that. But yeah. uh, In the Bedroom is also a great <gasps> movie, too. I love that movie. Yeah. Very, very unsettling. It's intense, yeah. Uh, Nick Stahl is 43 years old today, but... Yeah, in Sin City, he plays the yellow guy, right? Yeah. Which is a messed up He's, character. Um, Powers Booth's son, right? Yes. Yeah. Or, yes, yes, because yeah, yeah. Powers Booth is like the mayor, the mayor or, right. or a, 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 a senator. Yeah, right, that's yeah. right. Uh, so he turns 43 today. Um, and then a couple of people I'm not that familiar with, uh, model and actress uh, Shalom Harlow. Uh, and I looked her up. She's stunningly beautiful. Um is she, she not was, related to Winnie Harlow, is she? Another model? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but she was in movies like In and Out and Vanilla Sky and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Huh. She's 49 today. And then Paula Patton, another oh, beautiful yes. woman. Yeah, she's... Uh, was she... She was with um, Thick, Robin Thick. Yeah, Robin Thick. Yeah. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. She's, okay. She's in the uh, World of Warcraft movie, and they, they have her CGI it up, but she is a stunning-looking yeah. uh, woman, yeah. Uh, she turns 47 today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. Uh, which country has the unicorn as its national animal? 215-263-WMMR. We got Matt on the line who wants to take a shot at this. Hey, Matt, good morning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. Matt, which country is the unicorn as its national animal, please? That would be Scotland. That's Scotland. Scotland. 
It is correct, sir. I got some bad news for the Angus. It's a fictional animal. Yeah. Just found out. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, Matt, hang on the line. We are going to set you up, bud. You just got yourself a tip pair of tickets to see Jagged Little Pill, Wednesday, January 4th at the Academy of Music. Joy, rage, love, heartache, strength, wisdom, catharsis, life. Everything yeah. we've been waiting to see on a Broadway stage is back in this exhilarating, fearless new musical based on Alanis Morissette's world-changing music. Jagged Little Pill coming to the Kimmel Cultural Campus from January 3rd to the 15th. And tickets are on sale now at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Right. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's adorable. <laughs> I looked over... Emerus is taking a drink like she's using a sippy cup. Well, she's for uh, with Marissa's size, what? it's the equivalent of a regular sized person drinking out of a fifty gallon drum. It's got this just a water big bottle. water container. Marissa's yet. got this water bottle, but she's got she's got both hands on it. Oh man! And, and tilting it up, and I just look over. I'm like, "What are you doing? You look like you're two years old with that thing." She's oh fighting the good God. fight here. Your voice held up a lot better and got a little bit better, but you, you too, you're you're working through some stuff. I have the remnants of a cough, so I was trying yeah. everything to not let that cough go. Yeah. So I started okay. drinking you're doing all this great. water. You're gotcha. doing great. Well, we'll get you some string cheese and Cheerios. <laughs> oh, right, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, a little baggie of Cheerios and ice cream, maybe later. Right. Maybe if you're good. Okay. All right. So we'll go through the movies uh, that uh, took place over the weekend. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever was number one. Uh, second, and it made seventeen plus million. Violent Night was second with thirteen point three million. Pretty good, yeah. yeah. I saw it. I saw it on Saturday night, and I enjoyed it. So okay. listen, it's you know, Fat Man. And as I was going in, I was because th- I was excited about it, and yes, then I was thinking, we're fans of Fat Man. We love these kind of movies. But because I was a fan of Fat Man, I was like, am I going to like this, or is this going to be redundant? Not yeah. redundant. It's it's its own thing. Oh, and, I love it. And I'm there, so excited. There are aspects of this movie that I don't want to talk about. All right. uh, that uh, I found refreshing. It's a oh, Fight Club. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Uh, all right, third was Strange World. Then you had The Menu, Devotion, I Heard the Bells, Black Adam, uh, The Fablemans, Bones and All. And then number 10 was Ticket to Paradise. So Kiki Palmer is excited about becoming a mother. The Nope actress showed off her baby bump during Aww. her Saturday Night Live monologue over the weekend and announced that uh, she's expecting her first child with her boyfriend, <laughs> Darius Jackson. They did a number of skits, actually, one in particular, where they're taking, I guess, an ultrasound, and uh, they, they obviously she's there, and they, they did a funny thing with it. But I was telling Casey, I'm not wildly familiar with Kiki Palmer, mm-hmm. but I watched her on this show. She killed it. Okay. She had learned, she learned all her lines. You know, I hate, I understand that you have to do a lot of cue card reading because there's... They're doing this stuff on the fly. Right. But um, sh- she was hilarious, and uh, I was like, wow, I'm really blown away. They, they did a parody, Preston, of the um, the uh, the fights in Dynasty, and, you know, when Alexis and... Uh, and the fountain right, and, and right, Exactly, the yeah. same sort of thing, and it was hilarious. Uh, so in the monologue, she said, there's some rumors going around. People have, uh, have been in my comments saying, Kiki's having a baby, Kiki's pregnant, and I want to set the record straight, I am. And then she opened up her jacket and revealed a pregnant belly. Uh, she couldn't contain her enthusiasm about the baby on the way. She said, honestly, this has been the biggest blessing, and I'm so excited, guys. I'm going to be a mom. So that was a big announcement from her. The legal battle between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp is far from over. <laughs> I can't believe this. Months after Depp was awarded more than $10 million in his defamation suit against his ex-wife, the Aquaman actress has filed an appeal to have a new trial. This uh, is an outrage. It's an outrage. It's an outrage. 
Uh, her lawyer wrote in a 68-page document the trial improperly prevented the jury from considering several separate instances in which Heard reported Depp's abuse to a medical professional. The document continued saying, if not reverse the trials, uh, trial court's conclusion, exclusion of the contemporaneous uh, reports mm-hmm. of domestic <laughs> abuse to medical professionals will make it more difficult for the abuse victims to prove allegations of abuse and likely deter them from coming forward. Can, can you wrap your mind around the fact that we might be looking at another like half a year trial? It's crazy. Uh, Her attorneys also claim that uh, the trial should have taken place in California, where the pair once lived together, rather than Virginia, where the Washington Post has its server. So, did her lawyer file a motion of uh uh-uh? uh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think it, I, I think it was uh, was it not uh uh-uh? uh? I think it was and then you filed, then you re yeah right. uh-huh. yeah with a yeah uh-huh. yeah. All right. Uh, following Kanye West's ongoing anti-Semitic remarks, uh, Natalie Portman, Jimmy Kimmel, and Jamie Lee Curtis have all publicly denounced this kind of rhetoric. Uh, in an Instagram post shared over the weekend, Portman uh, wrote, Seeing the reemergence of anti-Semitism makes my heart drop. Uh, the Thor Love and Thunder actress added, uh, The hatred must be combated with boundless love for each other. Today, I send love to all my fellow Jews. And I send love to all those standing with us against these violent words and actions. Uh, it's been painful and frightening to listen to, and I'm extremely grateful to those who continue to speak up against anti-Semitism with us and against all forms of racism. Uh, Curtis had shared a tweet from Jonathan Greenblatt, who's the CEO of the Anti-Defamation League, which refers to West as a vicious anti-Semite. She captioned the post with a quote from Ellie Weissel saying, We must always take sides. Neutrality helps the oppressor, never the victim. Silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. And Jimmy Kimmel addressed West's remarks on Friday's episode of his show, calling him a black white supremacist. So a lot of people speaking out against I think him. Ellie Weissel is the, one of the instrumental persons in creating the Holocaust Museum in oh, okay. D.C., yeah. yeah. And I've never been there. I need to go to that. You know, <laughs> it's a, like, a, if you ever, there's a nine-hour documentary called Shoah about the Holocaust, and they really, what they do is they talk, they talk to people with, who were there, right. who had since grown, and it's, it's unbelievably, um, it just, it's just gut-wrenching. Yeah. And I think you got to you have to be ready to uh, you know go see that cuz it's it's obviously powerful and profound. It's important but it's really difficult. Yeah. Right. And and when you're done with it, um go get some cotton candy or something <laughs> like, right because it's it's that impactful and it's worth seeing but man is it yeah, uh, no, challenging. I'll, I'll definitely do it. On Friday, uh, Nick Cannon shared photos of himself in a hospital bed and revealed that he had come down with pneumonia. Uh-oh. Uh, the actor was diagnosed with... Must uh, have been between uh, intercourse sessions. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Somehow or another, you yeah. get that in there. <laughs> uh, he was diagnosed with lupus 10 years ago. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. He said, okay, so I guess I'm not Superman. I promised myself that I would never be back at this uh, place again, but this is a great lesson to take care of you or you won't be able to take care of everyone else. Nick Cannon's right. And uh, he captioned he captioned the post saying that, and he said, don't trip, though. I'm not tripping. And he continued telling fans that he didn't need any well-wishers or prayers, just some solid rest. I spoke too fast. Uh, I'm a little tripping, but I'm more bugging. Okay. Right, right. Don't. Yeah. You can bug, just yeah, don't trip. Just don't, yeah. Uh, Cannon <laughs> added that uh, this... <laughs> 
<laughs> comes after performing a sold-out Wild and Out show at Madison Square Garden. Uh, he said, crazy thing is, last night we was, uh, we was just rocking a solid crowd at Madison Square Garden in front of thousands of fans, and now I'm all alone in a tiny hospital room. Life is definitely a roller coaster. And then he hashtagged it, Lupus Warrior. Real quick, uh, Lupus, that was a character on Bad News Bears, correct? Yes. Okay. Lupus was the one, who, he was the worst player on yes. the team. Tiny, yes, right? Poor yes. kid. Yeah. But then he catches uh, an out. Yes. A very important one, and everybody celebrated Lupus. He's yes. kind of by standing there, but he gets it. And know. was Lupus also a Mr. Mom? Was that the youngest kid with the, the Whoopi? Okay. Sorry, I digress. Preston, no, no. back to you. No, no. Uh, look up uh, famous Lupuses yeah. in American history. <laughs> there's an actual, there's a, a coffee table book. Yeah. A yeah. history of characters named Lupus. Yeah. It's just a picture of those two <laughs> yes. kids. It's uh, the companion book to characters named Diphtheria. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Brazilian icon Pele has been transferred to palliative care uh, oh. after doctors discovered that he was no longer responding to chemotherapy. Yeah, uh, Pele had been uh, receiving treatments for bowel can- treatments for bowel cancer and was recently diagnosed with a respiratory infection during his latest spell in the hospital. Although, How old is he? Uh, he is. Hang on a second. Eighty-two. Yeah. Okay. 82, yeah. Um, and although he was soon stabilized in uh, relation to the infection and could continue treatment on. Uh, the cancer, uh, chemotherapy was no longer having any positive effects on Paley, and the decision was made to transfer the 82-year-old to palliative care, uh, where he's receiving comforting measures uh, for his shortness of breath and pain. Remains in the hospital while he undergoes treatment for the respiratory infection. Uh, he has been active on social media during the World Cup, uh, cheering on Brazil and attempting to reassure fans about his health. He had written, friends, I'm in the hospital doing my monthly visit. Uh, it's always good to receive positive messages like this. I uh, said thanks to uh, Qatar for this tribute and everyone who sends me good vibes. Talk about that was a guy who dominated his. Oh, my God. He was beloved yep. a- around the world. Yep. I-, I remember even not being that much into the sport at the time, but he was one of the main, uh, you know, uh, contributors to an uptick in people checking it out. And guilty pleasure. Um Victory, the Victory, movie. yeah. He's, he's great in it with Stallone. Uh, so, um, in, in, in our country, we call it football. Hopefully, he'll be... Uh, he'll be uh, in your home country of Sweden, Pele. Oh, stop it. No. <laughs> I want that music that plays uh, when Pele is doing the rainbow kick. have it. The bicycle yeah. kick? Yeah, bicycle kick. Yeah. That's what it is, yeah. Uh, why? Is it pretty badass? Yeah, it's it's just... Very inspiring? Yeah, well, no, I wouldn't say inspiring. Uh, but if you recall in that movie, they show him do it in slow motion yeah. like yes. five times. Well, they, yeah, well they, they show him, I think, in slow motion. And then when he makes the kick, they show that like over and over yeah, a that's couple what times. It is. It's pretty badass. Again. Yeah. Again. Again. Stallone is just just barking at him. Beat up on the Nazis. Right. Uh, So the Kennedy Center honors were last night. I'm just going to touch on a little bit of this here. And we'll probably in the next couple days get audio and stuff like that. But the first person I'm going to mention who received a Kennedy honor, Amy Grant. Yes. My gal, Amy Grant. Uh, Absolutely. received a Kennedy Center honor last night. She was my first backstage experience. You guys know that. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And for your first time in a tour bus. Uh, yeah. No, I wasn't on a tour bus. <laughs> it sounded dirty, right? Uh, <laughs> no, no. I, mean, I just met okay. the, the musician. Uh, that shows you actually where she stood at that time in that kind of music. I mean, yep. she she dominated. Yeah, yeah. And she managed to cross over. She was yeah. mainly a, a Christian uh, musician and crossed over to the mainstream. What, what's her biggest hit? Baby, baby? <laughs> baby, baby, yeah. yep. Uh, Gladys Knight uh, beamed and said receiving a renowned cultural honor from President Joe Biden resonated with her most deeply because she said, I feel like he's my brother. I've been knowing him so long. 
George Clooney, arm tied around the slender waist of wife Amal, laughed when asked uh, if being inducted into the Kennedy Center, Kennedy Center honors made him reconsider a future in politics, and he just said, we have a nice, nice life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, Why would you do that to yourself? A diplomatic, no. And the trio, along with you 2 and Pulitzer Prize-winning classical composer, conductor, uh, uh, Tanya Leon, uh, were feted Sunday night of the 45th. Kennedy Center Honors in Washington, D.C. Uh, Biden, along with First Lady Jill, uh, took their customary place in the presidential box alongside uh, inside the Grand Kennedy Center Opera House, alongside Vice President Kamala Harris and Second Gentleman Douglas Emhoff. Uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi joined them with her husband Paul, who wore a black hat and black glove on his left hand as he continues to recover from that October attack in their San Francisco home. Uh, the... Uh, the um, List of luminaries uh, that were to pay homage to the honorees was uh, big. Julia Roberts, Matt Damon, Garth Brooks, Sean Penn, Eddie Vedder was there, Nick. Wow. No. Uh, Cheryl Crow, uh, Brandy Carlisle, Mickey Guten uh, headed up the lineup of musical and spoken tributes along with a couple of unconventional guests like Big Bird, who was there. Uh, and Borat, Sasha Baron Cohen, actually. <laughs> really? Yes. And he did a rendition of With or Without You. That was prefaced with a rare political detour. He said, Kanye West tried to move to Kazakhstan, and we said no. He's too anti-Semitic even for us. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the three-hour-plus taping. And on weekends, yes. travel to Capital City and watch your ladies while they make a toilet. Uh, so, so was it... Uh, um, did I misunderstand? Was it Bono and the entire band? Was Everybody was there, yeah. Wow, that's very cool. Yeah, all four yeah, yeah. of them were, were honored. So that was cool, and... and uh, People got up and, and, you know, sang versions of, of U2 songs. And, yeah. Uh, like I said, we'll probably have audio of that tomorrow, so we'll play it a little bit. All this week, WMMR broadcast live from sorry, what is this? Camp Out for Borat. Hunger. Can you stop yeah, it? Yeah, oh, this sorry. is my right. Remember to, to bring your food for the... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I wish it didn't have a... Uh... The, the production, production in the beginning. In the beginning. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, well, speaking of <laughs> George Clooney... Uh, in an interview with the Washington Post on Friday, uh, he opened up about wanting to move away from being, quote, a sex symbol when he was younger. Yeah, us too. Uh, speaking about his roles on Facts of Life and Sisters, he said, quite honestly, I was objectified a bit. He said, I remember doing scenes on Roseanne, and I'd drop a clipboard and bend over, and then they'd slap me on the ass. And he said, you had to establish yourself as more than that. And he said that, uh, good night, good luck, that did it, uh, did that for me in every sense of the word. So he was able to move on, and he's a serious actor, you know? He, you know, if you look at him earlier on, he was a good-looking dude, but he was, he looked, um, I don't know, um, he wasn't, I think he looks probably his best oh, right he, about now. He matured yeah, yeah, wonderfully, yeah, yeah. most definitely. He, he moved into a very distinguished, good-looking man uh, thing eventually, so... Um, Theo James. Theo! There it is. Yes. It's the only reason. Oh, it's reflex. Is uh, confirming flex, flex, flex. the spec. <laughs> Are you singing? That's right. Ref, <laughs> boys. Oh, my God. Uh, no, uh, Theo James is confirming the speculation that. He wore a prosthetic penis. He had to have. During the second season premiere of The White Lotus. Yeah, because uh, you could see it from, like, the other side of the room yeah. from behind him. And behind his leg. Yeah. 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 So, the uh, uh, James told Jimmy Fallon recently, the truth of it was, 
Uh, you go into these scenes and you have a conversation with the director and the producers and they go, okay, for this, we're going to use a prosthetic. And you say, okay, that sounds good. Uh, and he said that uh, the prosthetic was, quote, ginormous. Yeah. yeah. He's not lying. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's a British actor playing an American character. And the American that he's playing is kind of this like this D-bag rich dude. And, um, and I saw him being interviewed talking about the character. And it was... When he puts on the American accent, it's almost like his, he physically transforms. He turns into a, a very different person okay. when speaking like an American versus speaking like a Brit. It, 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 to me, it was bizarre seeing him look different, even though he was just sounding right, different. Right, right. If that makes any sense. Uh, Theo! I know what you're saying. So. <laughs> Theo knows. <laughs> Theo knows. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler is still grieving his good friend Chris Farley. Uh, he died more than 20 years ago. And on a recent episode of the Happy, Sad, uh, Confused podcast... Uh, the actor shared that he still gets very emotional when he performs the song that he wrote for Farley after he died. He said, the first few times we played that song, I would tear up and I couldn't really sing uh, because I'd get so emotional. And then I felt that uh, I was able to get it out there. He said, it's weird, but when that song starts, I go, oh, man, all right, don't cry. Don't <laughs> do that still. He said, I've sang it maybe 100 times already, but it rocks me. I think I only remember hearing that like one time. I don't, I'm not, you know, like the other Adam Sandler songs, you know. He does it during his show. Yeah. uh, And he did it on SNL and they ran, as they did on the show, they run the clips, they run the stills of uh, Chris Farley. Yeah. And it's uh, pretty amazing. It's long. It's not like short and catchy and you would hear it a lot. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Maloney is having fun with a fan who invited him to her Law & Order-themed wedding what? via Twitter. And I love his response. So uh, she wrote, this is uh, Kelly Heenan. She wrote on Friday, Chris, please come to my wedding, including a photo of the wedding invitation. And on Saturday, Maloney replied, and he just said, and do what? <laughs> <laughs> and according to today, uh, a bunch of people chimed in with suggestions like uh, arrest her, I imagine, or solve a murder. And Heenan responded, I accidentally blew the budget on disco balls and peacock feathers. So uh, do you have a camera or a makeup kit or a box cake mix? Mm -hmm. So you never know. You never know. He might show up. I doubt it. But sometimes uh, people do follow through on stuff like that. Uh, Let's see. Oh, this was odd. Um, One Tree Hill actress, uh, Bevan Prince. I'm not familiar with her, but... (laughs) Spoke out about her husband, William Friend, being fatally struck by lightning earlier this year. That's right. Uh, She was on a podcast, and she called the incident an absolute living nightmare, describing the moment on her father's boat uh, when uh, Friend was struck. She said the storm was far away. We're on the boat. Everything's fine. And then in an instant, everything has changed. There's no normal, and there's no playbook for it. And she added, listen to this, right before he was hit... Her husband lit a cigar, looked at her father, and said, Mike, well, if we get struck by lightning, this is a good place to be. Ah. Is that not insane? Because there was a storm yeah. off oh in God. the distance, and they were I guess they were watching probably the lightning storm. You know, when wow. they're in the boat, you can see everything. Yes. And the fact that he said that, that's just crazy. We've been out. Um, we for years we'd go out boating on the the um, North Shore, the uh, the Long Island Sound, and we were out in one lightning storm in particular. And at that point, you're the highest thing on yes out yeah. there. Yeah, yep. yeah. So yeah. we all you know kind of got down. Now, obviously, you're you're playing the odds. It was simultaneously unnerving and beautiful because when the lightning would 
you know, go off, yeah. you'd see it reflected on the water, and it was amazing. Well, press. But scary. You know what? If I win $10 million, Preston, this is a good place to be. <laughs> there you go. They're very good. I'm yeah, trying. this is a good place. <laughs> Do everything you can. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Um, we mentioned this in the news. I want to play a couple of clips now. Um, original Sesame Street cast member Bob, uh, member Bob McGrath passed away. He was 90 years old. I was bummed out to see this. He is, the, I mean, besides Jim Henson, he is what I would consider the face of Sesame Street. Yeah. Uh, my first, I mean, I was I was a little bit older. I had a wife and three kids at the time. No, but, they had, <laughs> uh, uh, but the, the um, uh, I remember. Your kids love that <laughs> show. They love that show. Yeah. But I remember saying that, oh, this is Sesame Street guy. Yeah. I think he might have come to. And this could be a completely false memory implanted by some foreign government. Okay. But I believe he came to our school oh, at one wow. point. Yes, they were doing a promotional tour and going to different schools. And oh. I believe he came to our school. That's something special. Yeah. Uh, he was 90 years old. Uh, his family announced uh, the news via his Facebook page on Sunday. They wrote, our father, Bob McGrath, passed away today. He died peacefully at home, surrounded by his family. Uh, McGrath was one of the four non-puppet actors on Sesame Street when it debuted in 1969, and he remained on the show until the 46th season. Nick, can you do me a favor and look up and see how many surviving members there are of that human cast? Because you had Bob, you had Gordon, you had Louise. The store owner, too, right? Well, Mr. Hooper, yeah. 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 He, he died yeah. while the show was, you know, and, and Bob McGrath said... That that was the episode when they addressed his was pro- when they addressed Mr. Hooper's death was probably one of the most special ones that yes. they did. And, yeah, and he just you know because they they handled uh, death uh, you know uh, on this on this kid show and they handled it very uh, you know in, in a very Sesame Street way in a very it was, loving it was, way. It's very beautiful, uh, yeah. and I, I consider him sort of a Mister Rogers level yeah. kind of person, kind of like right? that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so Nick's looking that up now. Uh, There's a guy named Brandon Maggart. I don't remember him, uh, but he was one of the original actors. He played Badass. That was his character. Oh, yeah, Badass. Uh, from the, he, he ran around with the Big Bird. <laughs> no, uh, it says he, he he appeared as Buddy in the Buddy and Jim sketches with James uh, Catuzzi in the first season. I don't remember, I don't remember those. But he's no. still alive. Okay. Brandon is. All right, I'd have to uh, have to look up exactly what he looks like and all. All right, but anyhow, uh, let's play a couple of clips of, uh, of Bob. Uh, this is him in an interview, and then we'll play a song. Yeah. This is him in an interview talking about how he got started with Sesame Street. We got a call and said, said we got a guy here by the name of Jim Henson that I'd never heard of. Got something called the Muppets, which I'd never heard of. He said they're pretty clever. Come on in and take a look and see what's going on. So I went in, and they played some tapes and film back from all of this stuff. And I was totally blown away from the first moment that I started looking. And I thought, this is what I want to do. Because it was obvious from the very, very beginning, this was going to be a very unique and incredible show. And uh, then we have the, the clip of him with the, the great song, yeah. uh, These Are the People in Your Neighborhood. Why do we do that song about the people in your neighborhood? Well, I'd rather not, actually. Oh, come on. It's a nice song. Well, okay, but you I'll start off. All right, I'll start off. Well, now, are the people in your neighborhood in your neighborhood in your neighborhood say who are the people in your neighborhood the people that you meet each day and then the last part is the people that you meet as you're walking down the street they're the people that you meet each day. There's Mr. Hofferman. He likes to stand nude in his picture window. <laughs> He's Wait, one of what? the people in the neighborhood. <laughs> hey, buddy. 
Nice balls. Uh, many people in Hollywood uh, took to social media to honor uh, Bob. Hang on a second. We have uh, Gene. Oh, wait, is this Gene? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, Gene. It's Gene. Hey, Gene. <laughs> How you doing, man? Good. Um, you know, I worked on, I did some animation for Sesame Street. Yes. I just want to mention that the two uh, originals still around, uh, Loretta Long, who played Susan. Yes. Yep. Susan. Yeah. And uh, Sonia Manzano, who uh, played um, Maria. Oh, Maria. Okay, sure. Yeah. So uh, that's it. W- wow, man. We are, you're so it's Gene Beretta, by the way. Your, your brother was involved as well, or were you? Um... Well, he Billy Billy's one of the Muppet performers. He didn't. The only character he did on Sesame Street was Elmo's father, which wasn't even directly on Sesame Street. It was um, some videos they did for. Uh, families and troops and things like that. Okay, um, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, those were. I mean, again, McGrath just seemed like that. He was the early face of the of the Sesame Street cast for me. I remember that he seemed to be yeah. really making the rounds because I remember when it debuted. I remember the big talk about it. There yeah. had not been anything like that. Gene, did you know Bob at all? I didn't know him. I met him a couple times, but I can't say I really knew him. Okay, uh, but yeah. he, he was just one of the, like Steve, you had said, kind of a Mr. Rogers type yes. of, of vibe that she that And she apparently he had been a sniper in the uh, Korean. No. Uh, no, 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 that was Mr. <laughs> Rogers. Good, good friend of Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. There we go. But they parted ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Gene, thank you. We appreciate it. It's good to talk to you about Gene Beretta, guys. Yes. The actor who played uh, Luis was a guy named Emilio Delgado. He passed away earlier this year as well. He passed away in March. Uh, and there were four, I believe, four different actors that played Gordon. Uh, the first one was a guy named really? Matt Robinson. And Matt Robinson's daughter is Holly Robinson. Oh, yeah. oh man. Uh, so, uh, sad news, 90 years old Bob McGrath, but uh, leaves behind a great legacy. Yes. That's wonderful. Uh, let's see. We'll do one more story. How about this one? Um, the listing agent for the Victorian home Featured in the Goonies film in Astoria, Oregon, said this week that uh, likely a new owner who's a fan of the classic coming-of-age uh, movie is going to be taking over that home and uh, taking ownership of that home. I just watched the Goonies from beginning to end for the first time in a long time. Yeah. It's a fun movie. It, it is it, a fun is movie. It, you know, is it as magical as you might remember? Mm. No, but it's still fun. I yeah. think it's pretty magical. Yeah. Uh, and that movie... That, uh, uh, because uh, I looked at that listing, it, it's like over a million dollars. One point like, seven yeah. mil. Yeah, it's it's a it's a chunk of change. I mean, it's right on the not right on the water, but like the view. Yes, pretty amazing. Uh, the eighteen ninety six home with sweeping views of the Columbia <laughs> River uh, flowing into the Pacific Ocean was listed in November at an asking price of one point seven mil. The sale is expected to close in mid January. The new owner, a self described serial entrepreneur. Mm. Will make his name known at that time. He's apparently promised to preserve and protect the landmark. Apparently, the realtor was this huge hulking man with a bizarre <laughs> tooth array. Yeah, and, yeah, oh. <laughs> and, and, and an interesting laugh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sit, <laughs> since the movie came to theaters in uh, 1985, fans have flocked to the home in northwestern Flock? Oregon. Yeah. Jeez, got you, bro. Dude, I went to see it in 1993. Went out and visited it. it also shot in Astoria, Washington, or Astoria, Oregon, is um, Kindergarten Cop. Yes. yes, yeah. I read that this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, is it pretty there? It's gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's right at the end, sort of the Columbia River Valley, in between Washington State and Oregon, and it's really beautiful. Uh, so fans have flocked. 
Yeah. Yeah. To the home oh, in man. northwestern Oregon's historic Port of Astoria. Uh, the city celebrates Goonies Day on the 7th of June, uh, the film's release date, and welcomes thousands of people for the event. Casey, you should go to that. Yes, I should. Andy! So uh, what's happening with um, Adam Goldberg is doing a, had been rumored to be doing a Goonies yeah. reboot. Have uh, Gene call back in. <laughs> Gene and Adam Goldberg are working together on something. Yeah. He would uh, know. An offer was accepted six days after the house was listed, and uh, the seller, Sandy Preston, is passing along movie memorabilia that she's collected or has been given, Hmm. and some of the furniture in the home restored to its original 1896 style may also be sold to the buyer. Uh, Preston was known to be largely welcoming to visitors, but she lived in the house and the constant crowds were a strain that prompted her at times to close its foot traffic. After the film's 30th anniversary, drew about 1,500 daily visitors in wow. 2015. Uh, she posted a no pre- trespassing sign prohibiting tourists from walking up Get to the property. Uh, she reopened it to the public in August. <laughs> I actually looked up this morning because they uh, they called that area the Goondocks. Yes. Yeah. And that's where they game, uh, got the name the Goonies. And I wasn't sure if the Goondocks was a real thing. And Is it? It isn't. Okay. No, but but the uh, the Goondocks was, the docks were considered uh, the... Uh, the blue collar part of that town, and then you had Hillside, is where the Richies live. Right. So they, yeah. yeah. So yeah. If you lived in the Goon Docks, uh, they the uh, upper crust people called them the Goonies, and that's where that all came. The from. A restaurant or the the con, you know the uh, where the the, the crew is hanging out uh, that dilapidated building. Yeah. I assume that was just built for the movie, right? I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? There is a um, uh, there's like a tour of the Goondocks website. I went on it for a minute, and they started to go through the uh, the locations that you could go to. And I only read a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. At, hopefully, that's on there. That'd be cool. One of them was uh, like uh, the bowling alley where Chunk first see the Fratellis driving by. Right. So they kind of take you around where they shot in that uh, in that town. Besides the steps to the art museum, what what is the most uh, famous other part of this city that ended up in a movie or in the area? That's a really good question. I mean, there's um, so the the clothespin. Uh, there's a scene in uh, Trading, Trading Spaces, Spaces where he's like down on his knees, yeah, uh, and it's right in the background. Um, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. I mean, a lot of it would come from the Rocky stuff. I mean, it's, the uh, uh, you know the uh, the Italian market when yeah. he's running through there. That's another good one. There's a, a movie or there's an Instagram account called Movie Scenes or something like that, and the guy goes around and takes photos oh, from cool. the movie. Yeah. And I think he, when he came here, he did the Rocky Steps. I'll have to look. But I remember he also went to the uh, playground where Will Smith shot the opening oh, okay. of Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince, yeah. yeah. Okay. That was kind of cool. Interesting. What was the restaurant on uh, Walnut where they shot the scene in Sixth Sense where uh, Bruce Willis? Oh, right. That's a pretty yes. famous scene. Where she's that? actually having, yes. spoiler alert. Yeah, she's having dinner alone. <laughs> oh, that was the Striped Bass. It's, was it Striped Bass? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, and whatever that is now. I forgot what yeah. they eventually changed it into a different steakhouse and I've been there but it was years ago. It's funny I was watching uh, so John McKeever who's from Delco Proper Press he uh, he was commissioned to make a Christmas movie for QVC mm-hmm. and so I watched that last night and it was all shot around here Yeah, and so the one lady in the in the uh, movie runs like a bed and breakfast and they show the exterior and I'm like I know that 
that house. It's in media. And that house had been, like, up for sale for, like, ever and ever. It's, a, you know, a beautiful house on the corner of, like, Monroe and something. It just, it, you, you get so giddy uh-huh. when you see places you recognize yeah. on, on a TV show or a movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know what it is. I got no. really excited in M. Night Shyamalan when um, they're having dinner and there's, like, a t- big Tiffany wall behind them. Well, I which think which movie? Okay, so in the trilogy, it's Glass. Um, there's Unbreakable. Yeah, Unbreakable first. first. Um, right. Unbreakable. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're having dinner in there, and it's not actually a restaurant. They're having dinner, and it's uh, the begin. It's the front of the Curtis Center. Oh, okay. And he turned into a restaurant. His home is is looks like it's in Maniunk. The um, right. Yeah, is but, it kind of hilly. Yes. All right. Yeah. Anyway, and, and there are uh, there's uh, tours that you can take uh, in town that'll that'll take you to the movie shoot locations if you want to do sometime. Like create a false one. Should do one. So, yeah. yeah, this is a, yeah, this is in Patton. <laughs> what? Wait, a lot what? of people don't know Patton was shot <laughs> in yeah. Philadelphia. Mostly, yeah. I, I know it's supposed to be in you know, France and everything, but all right. Um, let's. Uh, Will you have a cheesesteak over your dead friend's body. Let's do the clips. How about okay. that? All right. After falling out of love with her husband following a war injury, Lady Chatterley pursues a torrid affair with a gamekeeper on the estate and begins to uncover her own internal biases in Lady Chatterley's lover. Here, star Emma Corrin... Uh, talks about the audience's reaction to her, her work. Here we go. Yeah, she's weird when you've like made something and then it's out in the world. But I also found it with like watching it. I did was at some festivals recently and tried to sit through in the screening with like when everyone else was watching it and it was hell because you just kept watching people's faces and you're like sort of overthinking. Lady Chatterley's Lover is out on Netflix. Uh, here's our next clip. A man has built a cosmetic empire, but when he suffers a stroke, his family's secrets and lies rise to the surface, and the future of his multi-million pound company, man, that's heavy, heavy. Uh, is at stake in riches. In this clip star, Emmanuel Imani, uh, it talks about how this show is similar to popular soap operas. Riches gives you those plot twists in such a juicy way that those shows knew how to do. Do you know what I mean? These things where you're like, oh my gosh, that's her son, and he's her lover, and oh, it's 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 that high octane drama where um, you just want it straight to your veins. <laughs> Nella, big fan. Uh, Riches is out on uh, Prime Video right now. Huh. If you'd like to watch that, all right. And there you go. That's the Entertainment Report for <laughs> this morning. All right, so we were. We're uh-huh. going to have our holiday activities list today. Kathy still cannot speak. And anybody talk to her? Like, like actually, I just, speak just text. To her? The word is is that she um, she started to get a little bit of the voice back and felt that uh, rest would be key. Mm-hmm. Doctor Mike apparently has an option on the table that is some sort of um, voice and throat. Uh, specialist, mm-hmm. so she would prefer to not go that route if she can get it back naturally. Sure. Uh, so possibly to. Uh, I'm thinking Wednesday. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because we're because, hoping for yeah. tomorrow, but yeah, if it's got to be Wednesday, it's got to be Wednesday. She was so far gone on Friday, but we're running out of time here. Kathy. I know. Come on. As long as she makes it for this weekend, the one event 
was uh, the West uh, Westchester uh, Christmas Parade, parade. Mm-hmm. That was and that Friday. was that was time sensitive. Right. But the rest of the things will be completely applicable throughout the season. All right, so we're hoping to get it. So uh, Marissa's in with us uh, this morning. Uh, we have an announcement coming up with the B file, and uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back in a moment, and we'll just do Monday Forward Momentum. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Wait, what's say? Where was that place, Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh, don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. A while back, and I don't know, maybe it was a year or two ago, maybe a couple years, I don't really remember, but we had been fascinated uh, by something we had never heard of before, and we talked about it on the air, and it was called uh, the poop knife. Yeah, this this was uh, this had great impact because a number of people um, were unfamiliar with this, and yeah. uh, I think I think we, perhaps we brought back a, a tradition, maybe, yeah. yeah. It's a, an actual knife that's kept in the bathroom uh, to cut up large bowel movements so that they flush properly. Everybody deals with it on a daily yeah, basis. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, now, what I now this might this is not quite as uh, fun. No, not quite as. No, I, I don't know if fun is the right word, but uh, I think this might be more common. Oh, okay. Than, than, a, than poop, a poop knife. A poop knife. Uh, but I never heard it. Phrase this way, but I would like to bring up the concept of the vomit bowl. The vomit bowl. Yes, to you now. Are they kept in the same cabinet, do you think? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I have All no right. idea about that. But, uh, and, and I'm curious, and, and once I read about this story, and it's a, a tweet that kind of uh, kicked this off, I realized, yes, indeed, growing up when I was a kid in my house, we had a vomit bowl. Uh, so, oh, Twitter user Sarah Turner made the interesting decision to divulge the fact that her children, and this is the the whole thing that kicked it off, just found out that the bowl that they puke into and the bowl that they make cakes in are indeed the same bowl. Oh, the cake bowl was the vomit bowl. So, listen, anytime you had, and and as, as kids, kids will get sick and they have to puke, and sometimes you just... Here, here's a bowl. Keep it next to the bed. You got to puke. You lean over and you puke in that. Not that people have control, but kids have like no control whatsoever. They don't. They De- don't know. Demon like vomiting. Well, not not yeah. that, but like they don't understand the feeling that they're feeling in their body uh, is going to turn on them. Right. Like uh, what it's going to manifest real quick. Yes. No, I, I think you're right. So they don't make it to the bathroom in time. And we had we didn't use a bowl though. We didn't. We had a bucket, and it was just the standard bucket. Like okay. it, it wasn't a. A bowl that we... <laughs> that was making, case. Yeah. We had a specific... I remember buying it from the hardware store. Yeah. We have one in the house right now yeah. that has a handle on it. It's a white... Uh, yeah. I think it says Acme on the side. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it, it is a, a white bucket that you can sit so that you can simply roll over in the bed, you right. know, and do it. And, 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 and it'll be on the floor. It, it right, sits yep. on the floor next to the bed at a, at a decent height. Okay. Uh, for a kid, that might be a little problematic. So would the bucket that you guys both used uh, be utilized for anything else? No, yeah. not to make cakes, for sure. No, it was, no. A, it was, it was our, a puke bowl. It was our mopping bucket. Okay, so yeah, you might use it for other things. Yes. Hers okay. is exclusively for puking. Yours is just That's puking Exclusively only. for we puking. absolutely had a family puke bowl. Okay. And Bowl. it probably, a bowl. And it was, 
mostly the Marissa Bowl. Because as a little kid, I got car sick a lot. I got nauseous very often. Would you bring it in the car? I don't think we'd ever bring it okay. in the car, but like there were times where like I would start to go to summer camp, get sick, and then come back and stay home for All the right. day because I got sick on the car ride. But it was this white plastic bowl. We had two of them, and it was our popcorn bowl. It was the big bowl that we mixed any cake mixes or anything like that, and yep. it was also no, the vomit that, bowl. That's, yep. I think we had yeah, you can't like, cross streams, right? Yeah, like our popcorn bowl. That yeah. was probably what we threw up into. Yeah. Would you, would you, it was just casual. Was I mean, there a lot was of splash? Was yeah. there a lot of in your in your vomit bowl? Uh, w- are we able to contain it or no? It was big, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, well, that big? Yeah, like oh a, my like god! A, yeah, like okay. a popcorn bowl. Yeah, then like, now you're you're doing. Yeah, it's a serious bowl. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a little one. But ours was also like very concave. Like we should have had like one an espresso that was cup. <laughs> more yeah. of a bucket. It was like wide. Oh, okay, like, and a little shallow, and or? a little shallow, which I okay. guess was good as a kid because you could just roll over instead of trying to make it over the lip of. The bowl. Okay, I remember. <laughs> so, there have been times where you know, if 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 I'm sick, I usually can make it to the to the to the bathroom. Uh, but um, when my wife has been sick, I'll I'll set you know, especially when she used to get migraines and didn't have the medication that helps her through it. Now, um, y- you know, when you yeah. pick up the puke bucket case with the handle on it, and you can actually feel weight. Yeah, it's like oh my god, uh-huh. that's uh, a lot of puke. Two one five two six three WMMR is uh, the number. Here's a uh, I don't know if this is a partial text, but it says a uh, part of my, part of my eulogy part of my eulogy at my grandmom's funeral was if you've ever had vegetable soup or been sick at grandmom's, you know what pot I mean. So I guess she there was a pot. <laughs> That she would use oh, that was man. the uh, the one. And I guess that would make sense, too. It's got a handle on it. Yeah, yeah. Easier, uh, I know. But know? why not just get a bucket? I just don't like, you know, they're not expensive. How about a gravy boat? Yeah. Uh, and, I I have no I I have no problem with this, and you're exactly right. Yeah. What, what you put it in the dishwasher? No, I know everything. But you good. know what? It's like psychologically when you associate it with that thing. I also understand that. Yeah. So yes. like for me, I I can't drink Gatorade for just as, oh. as a drink. It it's so reminds me of being sick. I can't extricate it from that memory. Steve, uh, ginger ale. Ginger, ginger ale, ale and nice. saltines 100% reminds me of throwing up. Okay. So I have, uh, as far as my uh, memory, as far as I can go back, as a child, I've only thrown up twice in my life. Like, what? Yeah. Is that even conceivable? As a, So no, as a child, as an adult, one time. I got, I, wow. I'm just I, not I, a I, I'm not going to even begin to tell you how many times I've thrown up in my life. I get, I get the, I will not get regular colds, but I get, if there's a stomach virus going around, yeah. I will get it. Yeah. And, and it'll, you know, you and I had, I think we were almost, maybe our cycle, we were cycling together. That. And we both got a stomach virus that, I remember screaming. Yes. Screaming vomiting. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Yell puke. Yeah. Yell puke. Yeah. <laughs> I got sick and, ah! and vomit coming out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Salisbury Steak TV dinner did me in one time when I was a kid. I can't remember the other time I got uh, what got me sick. But then uh, I, I didn't throw up as a uh, uh, illness until we got here at MMR. Do you guys remember we had a meeting at. Um, Nancy Glass Productions. We're on Rock Hill Road. It's and we're, gonna make you puke. And we're sitting there, and I'm like, something doesn't feel right, you know. And I haven't felt that. Yeah, it was weird. And then I went home, and then uh, so 
I mean, I in the 20 some odd years I've been with you guys, I haven't taken many sick days that I took like three sick days in a row. Wow. At that point. It, yeah. It's almost wow. inconceivable that you've that you believe you've puked that little. Yeah, I have. Yeah. How about how about your your kids, your family members? They've. They're only thrown up twice? No, 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 no. They're all they're all kind oh, of puke. Do you keep a puke log? Right. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm going to go to uh, Ryan. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Hey, Dorton. 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 What's, what's up, Ryan? <laughs> hey, uh, we have about seven puke buckets in our house. There's one next to every bed. There's one underneath the, the uh, sink cabinet. So these are buckets? Have, yes. Okay. And we have uh, bowls. They're bowls. Oh, they're okay. bowls. Okay. One, one in the car as well. One so, of the car. So there's a lot of yeah. a lot of potential puking uh, with you, Ryan. Is it? Do they get used often, or is it just making not, sure you have it? Yes, not. It, it's more my wife. Uh, not too often, but our son uh, gets uh, pediatric migraines. Oh. So and he will get nauseous with them sometimes. So we yeah. have him in case of that. But my wife is also a germaphobe, so she. <laughs> She doesn't want anything getting anywhere other than in the bucket. Well, you know, it's like in days of yore when they would have the uh, Thanks, they would Ryan. have a, a a bowl under the bed, yeah, for peeing. Their chamber pot, right, chamber pot. That's yeah. what that's yeah. called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So, uh, let me go to Amy. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Good morning. What's so, up, Amy? We have had a big blue plastic bowl when our kids were younger and we didn't use it a lot, but that was the only one big enough and light enough for them to hold if they got sick when uh, they were in bed. Okay. Hello. One time our neighbors needed ice. I don't even remember if I took it over or whatever, but while their ice maker was broken, they just kept using that bowl. And then one day we're over there for a party and my husband opens the door to get ice out and he says loudly, hey, you're using our puke bowl for your ice. And that you know, one of them is a real germaphobe, and I don't know why. Sometimes he just says whatever comes out. Oh, that's what hilarious! Any bowl? Any blowback from the neighbors? Well, we got the bowl back. <laughs> All right, immediately. <laughs> All right, what's worse, finding out that something you've been eating out of is Thanks, was a puke bowl, or what you're cutting your steak with is a poop knife? Oh my God! Yeah, the poop knife. The poop knife. Yeah, the poop I think knife absolutely. Sure. I told uh, <laughs> Casey made mention this last week, man. My my mother-in-law oh, yeah. likes to put her dentures next to the I've sink, heard. the kitchen sink. Can't. Trust me. But anyhow. <laughs> she seems like a sweet woman, but this, that's This last is. time she used the uh, the tumbler, the glass, yeah. uh, that is actually made of plastic that if I happen to be going outside with a bourbon, that is the one that I use uh, because I don't want to break it oh, outside. No. And so no, that is you now. You can't use it ever again. I, now, when I look at it, uh-huh. I see it's smiling back. It's, it's, smile, it's, it's smiling. It's smiling. smiling. You need to get her her own uh, denture cup. I know. But here you go. This One is that's denture not yeah. see through. Yes. And yeah. it has a lid on it or yeah. something like sure. that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's, I know T, uh, Kathy is team cup, the female cup, but you have to like. Menstrual cup, yeah. The, the menstrual, menstrual cup. Yeah. You have to boil it. Like to clean it. Okay. So you have to like bring it into the kitchen. Yep. Fill a pot with water. Doesn't that burn your cooter? Clean it. In, but you <laughs> have you to use. Oh, I'm sorry. That grosses me out. That you have to like use your own cooking utensils. You have to use your actual cookware. Listen uh, to, to clean, clean it. In the broad scheme of things, if you clean it properly, you'll be fine. There, there's just the the mental luggage of knowing. I mean, you could you could really clean a poop knife 
very thoroughly and use it to cut a stick, I have no doubt. But mm-hmm. still, it's the stigma yeah. that would get to me after a while. I peed in a salad bowl one time. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to you guys about this before. That's how you make your special Waldorf. This was, uh, this was my drinking days. There was, uh, oh gosh, what was that? Uh, something number nine. What was that? Uh, Revolution? No. Is it no. a restaurant? No, oh, no, no. It's, it's a beer. beer. It's a beer. Um, I don't know. Uh, I drank a six-pack of it and then went to sleep, and then I woke up in the middle of the night. I don't know what the So freak. good it'll make you want to piss in the I don't bowl. know what I was thinking, Steve. There was a bathroom that was all of about 10 feet away, but I went into the, the cabinetry, grabbed Magic Cabinet number nine. That's what it was. Uh, and I grabbed the salad bowl, and I start going in it, and my wife comes downstairs. She's like, what the F are you doing? And I go, no, no, it's all right. I go, I'm going to take care okay. of it. I'm, I'm making salad. Wait, there wasn't a bathroom available? No, there was. Okay. It was about 10 feet away. <laughs> okay. It was the middle of the night. There's not like, you know, there's... And, and whose house? Your this house? is my own house. And, and your own wife. Salad bowl, and she comes out and actually, at that moment, sees you pee. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm just inquiring. Do you handle divorces? Yeah. <laughs> we threw that away. That yes. was not going to make it back. So... If you're coming over my house and oh. you're eating out of a, a beautiful wooden okay. salad bowl, that's not Here's the one another I'd be there. It wasn't yeah. drinking fun, Casey. <laughs> yeah. so, getting caught spanking it by your wife or getting caught peeing into a oh. bowl. Wow, that's a... What's worse? That's a toss-up. Right. No. Peeing into Peeing a bowl is Peeing into worse. way worse. <laughs> like Especially it, when you're feet away from a bathroom, right? Yeah, I mean, if it, you know, yanking it, uh, it was... It's know, natural. It's natural. natural. It's human nature. Daily occurrence. No, there's nothing in nature that compels you to pee into a salad there's bowl. There's no good excuse for peeing in a salad bowl. Uh, I'm going to go... Unless to... you're you're one of the no, jackasses. There's cats. no good excuse, period. I'm going to go to some other calls. Hang on. Let me go to Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Michelle? Uh, we used to take long road trips to Florida because my dad had family there, and we would stop halfway there at a hotel like a Ramada, and we would get an ice bucket for the throw-up bowl, so we would use that for the remainder of the way, but then when we got to Florida, we would use that to collect our seashells in. So wait a minute, you guys knew that you would be puking on the way uh, in the car ride? Well, we had to do our homework. Like, the teachers would assign us homework. So I think oh. when we were doing our homework, it would make us car sick. Yeah, sure. so you're driving. Yeah, and you're and, trying to read and, and read yeah. and all that stuff. That can sometimes cause people to... So oh, you just funny. stole the buckets from the hotels instead of just bringing a bucket with you? Always, yes. Okay. <laughs> now, Michelle, were they the old kind of disposable uh, uh, rectangular-shaped buckets? or were... They were, yeah, rectangular. Yeah. They have, like, a lid. Yeah. Not like the ones that, that are, um, we, they have the little ball on the that top. Are nice. Yeah, nicer yeah. ice buckets. No, nothing uh, fancy. All uh, right, you, Michelle. Yeah. yeah, we used to actually, I think we used to kind of collect those when I was a kid because we would do a lot of driving across the country. Right. And they, they, were, they were, like, this disposable kind of plastic Ice buckets are also peeing. good for peeing. Yeah. And, would, and great yeah. for peeing. Now, the best, it would be like the wide mouth, um, ga- again, Gatorade, or any oh, drink like in? that. Right, right. For sure. Uh, because you have the lid to close it. Casey, what yeah. line did you want me to go to? Uh, I want to go to line six. I know it's not necessarily what we're talking about, but I, I've actually had conversations with people about this very thing. All right. I will go to Tina then. Hi, Tina. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Wonderful. What's up, Tina? So I am like you, Casey boy. Um, I am 42 years old, and I do not remember the last time that I have vomited. Um, and it is terrible in situations because I have four children, and pregnancy number two and number four, I would feel all day long 
like all I needed to do was throw up to feel better, and it just won't happen. So, Tina, you... you, I was in between report card conferences one time in the bathroom, sticking my fingers down my throat just to, like, get through report card conferences because I'm a teacher, and it just won't come. But on a plus side, in our house, in my um, building where I work, like I said, I'm a teacher, like, somebody throws up. I'm your girl because I won't throw up. Like oh. people, I just think of the office episode when right. pregnant throws up and every, it's like the domino effect. I can, I'm your girl. I can handle vomit because I just don't, I don't do it. And there Tina, are times like, yes. Question, when, you, when you're when you doing the fingers down the throat, do you at least gag or do you have no gag reflex? I guess I have no gag reflex. Why aren't you working in the adult film industry? Oh, I know. My husband probably loves it. So, Tina, you you say you literally cannot remember a time when you yourself vomited? I can't. I do remember I was 18 and, you know, getting a little drunk with my girlfriends. And this is how bad it was. I guess I was being, like, obnoxious. Like, oh, I'm so sick. My best friend herself stuck her two fingers down my throat and was like, you need to throw up. You're ridiculous. (laughs) And I still, like, I, and even my husband, like, when I was, you know, pregnant, he would be like, oh, just try to, you know, why don't you go throw up? Maybe you'll feel better. And I'm like, it just doesn't happen and i'll I'll tell you what to to, to that experience when you've i've had when i've had a a, a situation where i know vomiting will make me feel better i i can make myself vomit pretty quickly yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah i wish i had your magic because well you know hopefully no more pregnancies will happen but i'm just like oh my it is terrible yes yes. i never thought of it that way all right thank you maybe i should run a class or something i remember i was talking to my buddy rob and uh for some reason or another we were having a similar conversation and he's like me he's like yeah i i I couldn't tell you i've never last time i ever threw up it is even if but in those scenarios though when when you regurgitate like that and and it it causes relief and you feel better afterwards the during part just oh, sucks, Like man. when you're screaming oh. at the top of your lungs and you pray to die. Just all of it. The the, the dizziness, the 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 guttural, the, the actual spasm that happens in your body. And, and if your throat that, is raw oh, oh, yeah. from that, or it's I'll, horrible. I'll, uh, just um, um, kind of uh, almost pass out from lack of oxygen. You're not breathing while that's happening, mm-hmm. too, man. It's not a fun experience. At all. Uh, hang on, I want to go to uh, Carrie, because we were talking about the puke bull, by the way. Hi, Carrie, good morning. Good morning, bitches. Hey, hey. what's up, bitch? <laughs> so, we have a family-designated vomit bowl that was actually handed down from my mother-in-law. Handed <laughs> down. Was it handed down uh, and classified as a vomit bowl or was just a bowl? So, it's actually an old country crock container. <laughs> <laughs> the butter? Yes. Oh, that's, yes. that's actually a good idea. <laughs> that's okay. not even that there big. There were a ton of it. It's perfect. It fits perfectly, like around your face. Like there's some splashback. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. You you can actually bend it a little bit because it's malleable. It had to have been yes. one of the bigger ones, right? Yeah, and I was actually looking like recently in the store. They don't make them round anymore; they're square. So, like, uh, yeah. it's kind of a collector's item for us. Definitely the mark. Yeah, it is. I wonder if you but, could go to like uh, you know Costco and get one of the, the really coach. big ones or Coach. Oh, that's a good idea. Does Coach make those? <laughs> I need a vomit bag. I'm going away. Hi, we're going to Michael Kors, and we need to get a new vomit bag. It's my new Hermes vomit bag. <laughs> 
But, like, it was just when she gave that to us when we bought our first house, like, it was the best. Because my husband was like, yes, like, these are the, the best things in the world for it. Wow. So then when we moved about five years ago, we um, couldn't find it. Uh, we couldn't find it anywhere, and then somebody got sick, so we used an old, like, Rubbermaid storage container bowl. <laughs> okay. And then after that happened, because I was really bummed out, I used fruit and veggies and all that, um, I threw it out. I just couldn't do it. It didn't matter how many times I'd wash that thing. See, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, because I've always relied on the bucket system, but for traveling or for something like that, the bucket wouldn't be really viable. Yeah. Like, yeah, something the size of what you're saying would make much more sense. Uh. Yeah, but now sitting on hold and thinking about it, I'm pretty sure those country crop bowls were probably also used for vomit. Like they had a dual purpose. Oh my god! <laughs> right? Yeah. Please. I would yeah, imagine. All right. Thank yeah, you, Carrie. I lives under the bathroom uh, counter, and that's where never lose it. Okay. Never nope. lose it. All right. Thank you. Never forget. Uh, I'm going to go over to Matt next. Hi there, Matt. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, my bud? Bu- bud. Uh, I got. <laughs> I got I meant a to say my bud. at the beginning of the col- beginning of my college career, and I am a morning after yacker. Oh, and you know what comes the morning after drinking? Yeah, drinking. The worst. Uh, we call them the Miller Spillers. <laughs> the Miller Spillers. Miller Spillers. <laughs> All right. So I would have to use my bucket while I was on the toilet because you know both ends are being taken up at one yes. time. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, one time I woke up and I turned you guys on. This is on a weekday. Not proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys were doing a blind taste test of these awful foods, and I was already hungover. And let me tell you, that bucket came in very clutch. Dude, we we pushed you. We we yeah. we were that we were that little shove over the edge of the cliff that got yeah, you. Yeah, you did. Okay. Oh, oh, well, it, was it the day you. the morning yeah. we were doing Swiss Stroman and everything? Uh-uh. He said we were tasting nasty yeah, foods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. And, wow. Yeah, wow. All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it, buddy. Right, yep, Listen. Thanks, Bud. Thanks, Bud. The last time I had a gnarly hangover, uh, I tried to keep up with my buddy Steve drinking, and I just, it was stupid. It was futile. Yeah. The dude can pound. Right, right, right. So I wake up in the morning. I feel bad. I'm like, I'm not getting out of bed. Rochelle goes downstairs. They, they, they had stayed over. They were in from out of town. And <clears throat> so I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I'm there for a couple hours. I'm still feeling horrible. Right. I'm like, all right, I'm going to put on TV and, and, and watch something. And I started watching... Steve, you know that series, The Movies That Made Us, right? Yes, love it. Okay, so I put yeah. on the one about Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh, man. And in the beginning of it, it's just lightning fast cuts. Yes. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom of different scenes. And I watched it for about two minutes and just started puking all over oh, the place. Oh, I believe it. That's what pushed me. I, I made a mess on your rug, Jenny. Yeah, like our <laughs> uh, like our episode did for that guy. It was turning that on. And then I puked, and then I was sick all day. What? Like, I didn't normal out until that evening. My, it was my favorite puke story of yours is, is puking in the Wawa bag You uh, mm-hmm. when you were oh leaving Tim Graham's God, house. God, yes. At, and that was at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, <laughs> man. And that was, we had gone to Jim's, the, or no, we, we had gone to Pat's. Yeah. The night oh. that night, and it was all chunky and came back <laughs> up, and I was and I was paying for my parking. <laughs> I so was, you were vomiting while you're paying. I pulled up. Yeah, I was about to pull up to the kiosk, and I stopped, and I grabbed that bag, <laughs> and I blew my chunks, 
And then I rolled up another 10 feet and I paid for my parking <laughs> left. How does that when you had to pay a human being? How did you keep the structural integrity? Did you hold the bank? How did you yeah. keep it from, yeah. Oh my God. I you, tied it. Yeah, there'd be no way. I tied yeah. it together. I yeah. guarantee you, we're making somebody throw up right now. <laughs> sure. Right. Oh, yeah. like, Probably. I'm, I'm, real, I'm queasy during this conversation and uh, I felt a little ill this yeah. morning and this is not helping. This is the only real graphic part that we've gotten yeah, that to. We, so yeah, we'll talk about it anal later on. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, well, that was the whole invention of the Velocicraptor was based on that that yeah. uh, the, the conundrum when you are on the toilet and you have oh, yeah, both you know, sides. Yes. All right, uh, Case, I'm going to go to one more call because uh, Jamie's been on hold for like uh, 15, 20 minutes. So uh, we will go to Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Jamie? So my daughter, ever since she was a baby, she's been a puker in the car. And my sitter was about 40 minutes away. So I have a bucket in every car, which is four cars. And I have in my car a puke bag that is filled with sanitary wipes, uh, paper towels, plastic bags, and spare outfits. All right. So that's for, for cleanup. That's, that's the, a kit. That's the, yes. the prep. Okay. Because she was a projectile vomiter, and when oh. she was a baby, she loved avocados. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> this just gets worse and worse. Yeah, we don't need, we don't need yeah. any more now. Right. Uh, so, but, but you go with bucket rather than bowl. Well, I have a bowl in my car, but the other vehicles, we have a bucket just because we were at Ace and they were on sale. So we yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's an Ace. It wasn't Acme. It's Ace. That's the bucket we have. Yeah. It's yeah. a good one. Ace is the place but, for the helpful the hardware uh, mi- yeah. bucket. Yeah. When I when I was a kid growing up, we had a big plastic bowl that mom would use as our puke bucket, but that was also the popcorn bowl. There you go. Yes. I think so the popcorn bowl and the popcorn bowl. Yeah, the popcorn bowl is a is a popular one because it's huge. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. usually the yeah. biggest bowl you have in the cupboard. So yeah. all right, thank you, Jamie. Appreciate it. Well, it's a battle. Poop knife, puke bucket, or puke bowl. Puke bowl. Um yeah. but uh I, I to answer your question from earlier, Steve, I would probably feel better about eating out of a puke bowl than eating with a uh, poop knife. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, <laughs> any any cultivated person would prefer the yeah. vomit bowl yes. to yes. the puke knife to the poop knife. All right. Uh, well, thank you for your calls. We do appreciate it. Yes. It was interesting. It was a it was a Twitter post that kind of got some traction. And thank you to Marissa for passing us yes. on to me this weekend. Um, I want to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We're going to do the B file. We are also going to reveal a uh, a show announcement. But I would like to, right now, invite a couple people to a little get-together that we are going to have on the 21st. And it is called the Preston and Steve Christmas Miracle. It's a Christmas yeah. miracle! Da, da, yeah! Loaded with raisins. All right, we'll take uh, <laughs> callers 10, 11, and 12 who would like to go to this party. It's on the 21st. We need you to be a fan of the President and Steve Show because it's a trivia contest about our program that yes. we do, and we give away great prizes. And we would love for you to be there, so you have to be at least 21 years of age and able to join us on the 21st, starting nice and early at Parks Casino in Ben Salem. It's the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition, so Miller Lite's giving us prizes to give away for the ugly sweaters as well. Uh, so let's get you right now, 215-263-WMMR, callers uh, 10, 11, and 12. We will invite you. We're going to come back with the B-File and this announcement of a show coming up. Stay put. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com It's a sight to behold. 
or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I have got loads of stories for you folks, yeah. so let's let's share that. And then we're going to do the announcement after the Bizarre All right. So here we go. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre all right, lots of stories, and they're brought to you by Wawa. They get you covered with gift cards for everyone on your shopping list, from Wawa gift cards, Wawa e-gift cards, or a gift card from your favorite brand. Happy holidays from Wawa. Let's begin with this one, shall you? You guys know I love to play golf. Yes. It's a calming game. There's camaraderie. There's competition, but it's all in great spirit. And this story just proves that a 51-year-old Mississippi man was arrested for biting off the nose of another person following a heated argument about a golf game. Uh, Mark Ah! Curtis Wells allegedly committed felony mayhem by assaulting the victim in the parking lot of a casino after a protracted golf-related dispute boiled over. Look, I stole your nose. (laughs) (laughs) Upon arrival... A victim was discovered with a disfiguring facial injury, the authority said. The investigation determined that the suspect, Mark Curtis Wells, bit the nose Mm. off of the victim. That was the official report. Think of how hard you have to chomp to chew someone's nose off. It's crazy. Uh, Police said that further investigation revealed the uh, dispute over golf spanned several hours that day and involved multiple people. Thank God they were playing a relaxing game. They said that an argument had started regarding a golf game played at the neighboring Bridges Golf Course. It continued through the day among several of the golf participants until it culminated in the casino parking lot. Cops allege that the suspect fled the scene in a Tesla after gnawing on the human Uh. nose. Uh, the Mississippi Mayhem statute specifically notes that mutilating or disfiguring someone's nose is punishable by as many as seven years in prison. So what's the maddest you've ever gotten? Like a purple narple? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. about it. No, I've thrown a golf club. All right. And that's about it. But I didn't go biting somebody's nose. And that was being mad at myself. Yourself. Generally in golf, you get mad at yourself, not the other people that are playing with you. Uh, it is not the first time this year that someone down south has been accused of biting another person's nose in close proximity to a sporting activity. Uh, that alleged incident uh, was after a college football game in Arkansas, and it it ended up, be- and we, we reported on this story, the guy who is the COO of Beyond Meat. That's right. Was the guy who did that, and he had to leave the company. Uh, at this time of writing, it remains unclear what exactly set off the whole beef about the golf thing, so... This guy, was it was enough for him to bite the nose off of someone else. I want to know how you get that close to be able to do that. You, you're locked in each other? Or? I guess so. Yeah. Probably at some point you you got tied up <laughs> right, yeah, face to face. So, all right, this is a horrible, horrible, horrible story. Oh, boy. A father fought in vain to save his one-year-old boy after a crocodile snatched the baby from a canoe and... Ate it. What? In Malaysia. Ate the baby on Thursday morning. The father and son were traveling on uh, the uh, <clears throat> a river in Sabah, eastern Malaysia, during a fishing trip when the reptile struck. Uh, the dad was unable to rescue his child from the crocodile's jaws and was himself left with bite wounds in the attempt. Villagers rescued the father <clears throat> after he managed to scramble to, scramble to the banks. Uh, the crocodile's brief, uh, the crocodile brief, briefly resurfaced, uh, holding the baby's body and dragged it down again. Uh, the father suffered serious head and body injuries. His son is still missing. Uh, the dad had been taken to the hospital. Apparently, 
many local villagers rely on the crocodile-infested waters for their livelihood and food. Unfortunately, it's just their it's way, the way of it life. has to be, yeah. Horrible. It's no way to live. All right. Uh, lighter story. A beauty pageant contestant in Mexico received quite a shock on stage while competing over the weekend. Uh, Andrea Granados Victor, 22 years old, was participating in the recent Miss Sahayo uh, 2022 pageant when she was electrocuted while grabbing a microphone on stage. Whoa! Video of Sunday's scary incident, which has gone viral online, shows Victor falling to the ground as a result of the shock before she's helped up and off the stage by several people at the pageant. A short time later, Victor returned to the stage and continued with the competition, and she told the audience, I have come back recharged, literally. (laughs) She should have won just for that. Yeah. In the viral video, Victor is seen strutting on the runway in colorful clothing before coming in contact with the microphone. Local reports suggested it had rained prior to the event, uh, the wow. catwalk, and perhaps some of the equipment might have been exposed to that water. Is it by, after the incident, she could shoot laser beams out of her nipples. That, now, that, <laughs> that was is a talent. Amazing. Uh, but we're looking at the video. I've not watched this yet. Of when right. she, go, I guess she touches the microphone, yeah. uh, receives the shock, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that and, hurts and a lot. Her hand locked on it. Oh, she can't yeah. release it. And now she's on the ground. You're right. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it, your muscles tighten up. Yes. So. Uh, a, this is another really horrible... I, I had several disturbing stories oh, over the weekend, gang, but uh, this one I'm going to share with you. A 10-year-old Milwaukee boy intentionally aimed a gun at his mother, then shot and killed her yeah. because she would not buy him a virtual reality headset. 10 years old. Uh, the boy initially told police the shooting was an accident, but later he said he intentionally aimed at his mom before shooting her. Uh, the boy was charged as an adult last week with first-degree reckless homicide. Wisconsin law requires children as young as 10 to be charged as adults for certain serious crimes, though the boy's attorneys can seek to move the case to juvenile court. Uh, the boy, whose uh, family member said has mental health issues, is being held in juvenile detention. You can tell by this, yes. the rest of the story that this kid has a mental health problem. Uh, the boy initially told officers he got a gun from his mother's bedroom and went to the basement where she was doing laundry. He said he was twirling it around his finger when it went off. Uh, he was allowed to stay with family, and an initial release from police say the shooting was caused by child playing with a gun. A day later, concerned relatives called the police. The boy's aunt said that when she picked the boy up, he retrieved a set of house keys that contained a key to the gun's lockbox. When his aunt asked about the shooting, the boy said that he pointed the gun at his mom and that she told him to put it down. The boy's aunt and sister said uh, he never cried or showed remorse. Uh, that they said he logged into his mother's Amazon account and ordered the Oculus virtual reality headset the morning after she died, the same morning he physically attacked his seven-year-old cousin as well, that same morning. It's a little slice of hell there. According to the criminal complaint, the boy's grandmother said that he told her, I'm sorry for killing my mom, and then he asked if his Amazon package had arrived. Uh, Relatives said the boy had a history of disturbing behavior. When he was four, he was swinging the family's puppy around by its tail. Six months ago, family uh, told police the boy filled a balloon with flammable liquid and set it on fire, causing an explosion that burned furniture and the carpet. Relatives called uh, recalled that when asked about that, the boy said that he hears five imaginary people talking oh, to him. Yeah. They were clearly not doing all they should have done with this kid. Uh, after uh, learning the new details, police interviewed the boy again. This time he told detectives that he aimed the gun at his mom with two hands while in a shooting stance. He tried to shoot the wall to scare her. Uh, when she walked in front, he shot her. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty messed up. I can't end on that. No. no. That's a little too heavy. In fact, there's a lot of, like I said, really heavy stories. Do you have an upbeat crocodile story? Well, here's one that, that didn't end badly, but it's kind of messed up. An elderly woman has been arrested in a German hospital 
after turning off another patient's ventilator twice. You can't do that. The unnamed 72-year-old was arrested on suspicion of attempted manslaughter. And it's believed, it's believed... She didn't like the sound of the ventilator hooked up to the 79-year-old woman. Keeping me up all night. After the first time, hospital staff told her that it was vital for the patient. Oh, nonsense. But she went ahead and switched it off again later in the evening. I'm trying to watch Murder, She Wrote. Uh, the older patient had to be revived, and while her life is not in danger, still requires intensive Die, care. Die, you old bitty. Uh, the suspect was brought before a judge on Wednesday and taken to jail. Investigations are on. Can you going. imagine that? Oh, my God. That's something I would do. An unplug a, res- a ventilator? A Twice. Respirator? Yeah. Twice. If, if I was annoyed by the sound. If it meant a good night's sleep. Yeah. I mean, come on. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, uh, we have an announcement to make. Uh, this is an MMR event that is coming up, and it will be hosted by our own Jackie Bam Bam. It is the Brett Michaels Party Gras yeah. 2023. It's got party in the title. With Jackie Bam Bam. Yep. And uh, the event is going to be taking place on Sunday, July 23rd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Uh, and Brett Michaels is awesome. He is so much fun. He really is. We love that guy. So, obviously, he's going to be playing, you know, poison music and, and his own solo stuff throughout the night. Uh, tickets will go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. Uh, so, Brett Michaels, your, you know, your headliner. Yeah, yeah. But Jackie Bam Bam will be your host. And not only... Will it be Brett Michaels on stage? But there are other bands that are performing that night as well. They will have, along with him. Why did it not play? Oh, there we go. Thank you. Night Ranger. Night Ranger. Sister Christian. Uh, Night Ranger will be performing as well. And I've, I've always dug Night Ranger. They got a thick sound. Uh, so they will be performing. We'll play a couple of these songs there for you. And along with Night Ranger will also be Jefferson Starship and Mark McGrath will be performing live as well from Sugar Ray. That's so, pretty eclectic. Yep, and also uh, Steve Augeri, who was uh, uh, took a turn as lead singer for Journey for a little bit, for a moment, uh, will be performing. So you got a, a whole variety of music to choose from that particular evening. So uh, it's going to be Brett Michaels, Night Ranger, Jefferson Starship, Mark McGrath, and Steve Augeri, uh Sunday, July 23rd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. You know, that, that kind of bill is the kind of, it's just... You just go and have a good time. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It'd be fun. Right. It's a festival-type show, so everybody's, everybody's going to be playing their hits. They're going to be shorter sets. They're not yeah. reinventing music. They're no. just giving you what you want. You don't need nothing but a good time. That's, that's it. Right. You know exactly. Uh, tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. You can click on contest or click contest at WMMR.com for another chance uh, to win tickets. Uh, and you can also text CONCERTS to 39333 for more concert This is a great follow-up to last year's Rock Mitzvah. Which was a, a really cool event as well. Yes, so they're just piggybacking on it. Uh, listen to Jackie Bam Bam this week because he is going to have your chance to win tickets. All right, nice. So happy to uh, mention that. And uh, tickets go on sale uh, this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. So make sure you stay with us. 
93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. Wednesday, December 21st at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Including Adventure Aquarium, Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse, and Stephen Ear Jewelers. Want to be a part of the studio audience? Check WMMR.com for details. And don't forget to dress to, um, impress. Our judges will pick their favorite ugly sweater to score great prizes from Miller Lite. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Oh, it's a Christmas Miracle! 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. Marissa in again for uh, Kathy, as we had mentioned earlier this morning, because right about now is probably when we would have been doing our uh, Christmas, uh, uh, I'm sorry, holiday activities list. Yeah. Yes, we'd be whisked Kath. away on that magical journey to all these new possibilities, but no. The voice is still shot. Shot. So um, we're hoping, hoping that it's tomorrow, but it might not, might be Wednesday. So what's My money's on Wednesday with yeah. the way she says she's doing. Uh, yeah. And it's such a... It, <laughs> She's been getting her ass kicked. She yeah. deserves a clean run right through the holidays. I agree. All right, we'll see what ends up happening. But in the meantime, I noticed some oh! things yes, that I wanted to share with you. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back, the noticer. He spent the weekend noticing so many things. You, could, you just won't believe it, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, this is a legit notice. This uh, is a legitimate notice. Well, sometimes I, you this know. This is the first legitimate notice we've had. When, I, when I'm digging around and I'm doing prep work and, it, and and I find some stories and I kind of put them in the notice file. But this, I literally just like, I, I noticed something. So. Uh, my wife, from time to time, will get uh, these women's magazines. Uh, you'll see them on the, the, the grocery store rack. Uh, they're called First. Oh, yeah. You ever heard of that, Marissa? No, First. Yeah, it's, it's just called First. It's like a women's lifestyle magazine. The Probably ma- Kathy knows about it, not uh, me. They, yeah. like, like you'll see, like, um, you know, Jane Seymour on the cover oh, right. and, and yeah. stuff like that. So uh, I look at this article on the cover of the most recent one, and the headline is literally... Lose 48 pounds by Christmas. Okay. When did this magazine come out? Casey, it's the December issue. Shut up. And thank, yeah, thank you. That's what I'm reading. I'm like, okay. And I looked at the date. I'm I'm like, let me make sure this wasn't, you know, sometime in the early fall or something like that. 48 pounds by Christmas. It's slated as December 1st. May I notice something? Yes. So 48 pounds seems to be the going crazy weight loss thing because I saw a thing. It was clickbait that said lose 48 pounds by Christmas, and apparently it involved drinking warm water before going to bed. Okay, see, <laughs> and that's this type of thing. It's like, it's like lose, drop 48 pounds by Christmas, no diet, yeah. no exercise. <laughs> what the, what are, how are they peddling this pounds? How are they peddling this crap legally? How can you do that? Meanwhile, at the top know. of this magazine, the header has a turkey on one side and holiday desserts on the other side. Yes! So they're advertising... Wall eating turkey and eat dessert. Thanksgiving dinner uh, and decadent d- desserts. And also, drop 48 pounds, you fatty. Hey, and, press. And, it, and it is Jane Seymour on the yeah. cover of this particular one. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you look, because we're looking at, I guess, the website, uh, the magazine below, it says lose 61 pounds by Thanksgiving. When did that one come out? It was uh, October 24th. Well, that one makes more sense if we're talking next Thanksgiving. Yeah. Possibly. 
Right. Yeah. Maybe there's a hashtag yeah. that, or, or a, a uh, an asterisk that I didn't see. Lose forty eight pounds three by a Christmas. Oh, I, yeah. it looks like there's one woman once who lost forty eight pounds. In you that mean that quadruple weeks. amputee? Yeah. Right. By intermittent fasting. Or she had uh, uh, she had triplets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't lose forty eight pounds in a month by intermittent fasting. I'm sorry. And you, you don't lose forty eight pounds healthily. Unless you're morbidly obese and you yes. have a ridiculous amount of excess weight. And you right. use a table saw. Uh, it's just not It's not healthy to lose that much weight that quickly. And it's not. Dude, you got to do it smart. You drop 30 yeah. pounds. That's yeah. the way to do yeah. it. Yeah, 30 pounds. In a couple weeks. The May 9th uh, issue was drop 43 pounds by Memorial Day. So uh, this is like every. Every few months. Every issue. Yeah. That's and again, ridiculous. Uh, there's a, there's These a magazines are toxic. Chocolate cake up top, and then uh, you know the chocolate yeah. cake is good. That's I've funny, had it Nick, before. Yeah. I've never noticed that before. That they are, they have they have pictures of decadent desserts. Right. Well, that's how they keep them themselves in business. At the top, you there. get everyone way overweight, and then you give them ideas on how to drop that weight. Right. Well, listen, I can eat nine cakes because I can drop fifty pounds in a couple of weeks. Yeah. No, you're right, Casey. They they can be a bit toxic. You're yeah. right. Unless they're talking to Jane Seymour, then they're a okay by me. I love Jane. And like, Seymour. here you go. Here, the Jennifer Aniston suddenly slim. She's not suddenly slim. She's been that way for no freaking ever. I know the suddenly slim article is not about her. I know, but they put it right on top of. Yes, her. they ah, do. Yeah, they put it above the turkey. Yeah. All right. Well, I wonder how they get these because I mean, there's some pretty big stars on the cover of this magazine. Yeah. So they must sign off if you're Jennifer Aniston that says it's okay to use my photo, right? Like they can't just. Well, I think what happens is perhaps there's like a syndicator, right? So they'll do these generic stories and they'll get paid for those. And then if you're part of the, I got, for lack of a better term, subscriber to this syndication, you can get. You know these articles. Yeah, I guess. I like, mean, it's like clickbait articles. Jane Seymour's on quite, quite you know, a bit. You know, ones I hate. Uh, what happened? Like you'll see it. What happened to Sylvester Stallone was a tragedy, and then you you you, you click on it. And it has absolutely no tragic element to it whatsoever. Yeah, it's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. All right. Well, I, that is something I legitimately noticed, and uh, I, I was just like noticing. Yeah. yeah. Less legitimate. Stuff. Less legitimate stuff. All right. So, um, oh wait, Doctor Mike's on the line. Hold wait, on. Wait, 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 I just I'm ready for him. I know. I, I that's why I said it because I didn't. I didn't realize. I just noticed Doctor Mike was on the phone. I, I'm notice. I can't stop noticing. Oh my God, I'm noticing so much. It hurts. <laughs> Uh, but we can't bring Dr. Mike on without his music, so let's uh, let's give the man his proper intro, ladies and gentlemen. From Box Twenty Nine, Penn Medicine, the one and only Dr. Michael Cerigliano. Hey, hey Dr. Mike. I heard the conversation. I had to jump in. Yes. And uh, look, it's a process, all right? And weight loss does not occur rapidly. First of all, all (laughs) these stars and these people, they have a trainer. Yes. They don't have to get up early in the morning. They don't have to do any. They they, uh, they get their training in. Then they have someone prepare their meal. And then they exercise. And then they do another meditation. And that's the way they all do that. But for the for the realistic rank and file people like all of us, you got to do it the old fashioned.
push away and it takes some work. Yeah. So it's it's a process. You can't just uh, go on a, a a program where you're going to lose. My favorite line is, well, I have a wedding to go to. Yeah. I want to kickstart because I want to look good. Well, let's start like a year ahead <laughs> and, and lose maybe a pound or so a week and get on a program. We talked about this before uh, with, with medications. There are medications now. Uh, the semaglutide, I think uh, Casey and I have talked about that. Is that, le- is that legitimate? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I have. It's so popular now, you can't get it. If you try to get it from a pharmacy, a lot of them are out of it. Is that the, uh, is that the name for Ozempic? The well, name? it goes by Ozempic, yeah. Wagovi, or Ribelsis. It's all semaglutide, and, and it makes you feel full, mm. and, it, and it works. And I've lectured on obesity and 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 uh, and weight issues for for many years, and and this is this one, and and there's another one, Manjaro, I think is the name of it. That it, it's really kind of revolutionized the way uh, we we treat obesity, and and obesity leads to increased risk of heart attack, yeah. stroke, fatty liver, uh, 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 NASH, non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, leads to about 10 percent of people getting cirrhosis. Yeah. All right, well, hang on, Dr. Mike, with that, that Ozempic and, uh, and all that. But that's not, if you would just want to lose like, you know, 20 pounds or something, not, not like a, a, an overwhelming amount 50. of weight. Um, is, is that not necessarily an option? Well, even if you lose five pounds, I mean, it, 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 even minimal amounts of weight loss will do you good. Oh, I know and, that. But I mean, as far as having, having assistance with the medication. Well, it depends. It depends in, in someone who is diabetic or they are pre-diabetic, uh, and they have insulin resistance and they have significant, uh, metabolic syndrome, if you will, with a big old belly. Uh, then, then, then th- there may be a role for that. Okay. So you're saying this, this, there, there, this is definitely something that is we've not seen before, and its application is now. Is it? We assume it's safe, right? Well, there, there, look, there's nothing free in life. There's right. always potential side effects. Some people get bloating. Some people get constipation. Uh, some people uh, just don't tolerate it. They get nausea. Right. But the vast majority of people that I've given this to seem to tolerate it well. Now, it doesn't give you a license to kill. You still have to work right. on living a righteous life. So you were talking about the cake and the yeah. pies and all of that. You know, highly processed foods, foods that are what we call high glycemic index type foods, like like uh, a pie. I mean, that that makes drives your blood sugars up and then it drops precipitously and you and you feel hungry like half an hour later. I, I, I pass and look, I love uh, donut places. I won't mention any names, but like, you know, you have a donut. Some people have a cigarette and they have a 12 ounce cup of coffee with sugar in it. And if you gave that to a dog, the dog would die. Yeah. So, you know, you got to yes. take care of it. My yourself. dog died from smoking yeah. and it was a big issue. Yeah. We'd well, see her lighting up in the doghouse <laughs> and you'd see the glowing ember at night. I, and you'd know. You'd know. Yeah. You knew it. Mm-hmm. Well, you no, that's die. why if, if 
you cut somebody off <laughs> after that concoction, they'll come after you. Right. <laughs> You're so, right. That, so, that's what's going on with that driver in the pickup truck <laughs> that you see every time the time coming down. From yeah, your, coming down from uh, Preston. That, that guy is on. He's on all sorts of stuff. Oh, that he must guy. be. Yeah. Guy, up on <laughs> you know, Mike is a P1. He listens all he the does. time. Uh, Mike, so question, though. With, but like what I saw on the cover of this magazine, uh, you know, it said f- lose 48 pounds by Christmas. And this is in December that this came out. Yeah. That's not, just not healthy. It's terrible. You can get gallstones. Okay. Uh, and, and invariably, you, you will gain it back. It's a lifestyle. You have to change yeah. your life. This, so and, you, you... And, and look, for the holidays, that's not the time no. to do it. No, there's going to be grandma's gingerbread and all that sort of stuff that's going to be tempting. It's all caloric accounting. Yeah. What goes in and what goes out. And people say, I love this. They'll say, well, Dr. Mike, my knee hurts and I can't exercise. I said, well, you're gaining weight because then, you know, you're, you're, you're still putting the same amount in. And, and there used to be a commercial where someone would run around the track once and then weigh themselves, right? right. You know, if, if, it's much easier to put calories in than to take it out. And I'll bet you anything, you could drink a can of Coke in about two minutes. Try to burn that 120 calories off in under two minutes. Yeah, right. it's crazy. Impossible. Yep. All right. We love you, Dr. Mike. Thank you, sir. I'm trying to keep you all kicking. You're and you're doing, doing it. it. You're doing it. All right. Thank you, Dr. Mike. See you later. Dr. Mike Cirgliano. <laughs> and don't let your dog start smoking. That's the hard that's, part. Yeah, that's right. where you step in. If they begin, then uh, chances are it's going to be tough. I found a pack of cigarettes in my dog's jacket oh, before she died, and oh, I knew no. we were on a bad path. Yeah, no. yeah. That's it's tragic. Uh, real quick, though, I am going to go to a successful uh, uh, large amount of weight loss story. And you know, it's another call. Yeah, it's Brian who's on the line. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, Sexy Chewbacca here. Ah, oh, Sexy right. Chewbacca, that's right. We found out you lost a lot of weight when you came out of the camp out for hunger. Uh, what's, yes, uh, I did. Uh, how, mu- how much all told? Altogether, 175. <laughs> 175 wow. is an amazing... And now you were... You obviously played with the fact that you were very rotund and, and you had the uh, the the, the uh, belly flop challenge. You were you were killing it. But you look great. You look completely different. And what was you, what would you attribute this uh, incredible weight loss to? Sm- uh, smoking. 95% of it was diet. Diet. Okay. Yeah. And what did you do? Yeah. Did you... Any particular I diet? Cut, uh, I just cut starches and sugars. Okay. <sighs> Right. And I just watched what what time I ate. Did you actually watch how Chewbacca ate and uh. mimic that? I don't think I've ever seen him in all the movies ever eat. There's one scene where he's eating ribs. Oh, yeah. okay. messy. It's messy That's for a hairy good. guy. It sure is. Uh, but over over what course of time, uh, Brian? It was uh, just a little over two years. 175 pounds That's over two astonishing. years. That's astonishing. That can work. Wow. Good for you, man. Congratulations. Yeah. And like Dr. Mike said, it's now your lifestyle, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's what you 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 have to make the the the, the sacrifice and the commitment you know, in order for it to stick. By the way, Chewbacca was spelt, he so was. Uh, you could be just now a regular Chewbacca impersonator. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, do it. all right, Brian. Congrats, man. Good to see you. At camp you. out. We'll see you, uh, sexy Chewbacca. Yeah. There he goes. All right, I did notice something else. Now noticing things that aren't phone calls. Right. These aren't phone calls. And, and, and that aren't completely legitimate. And a magazine. Not as legit as that. But uh, this is pretty cool. And Steve, you were really like this. Yes. The Hallmark Channel yeah. has partnered with the city of Bethlehem. Yes. 
And what's that? Where Jesus was born? Uh, yes, where yeah. Jesus was <laughs> No, our, our Bethlehem. Oh, uh, yes. Pennsylvania. As well they should. And they're going to host a live stream of the city's historic downtown as part of the channel's countdown to Christmas. So uh, they sent a camera on a tall yellow stick, which is mounted near uh, Main and Walnut Street. What says Christmas more than a large yellow stick? And it will broadcast <laughs> a stream of Main Street to the Hallmark Channel website from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily through December 30th. Uh, and it started on Monday, November 28th, by the way. So I, I they're doing a whole bunch of new stuff, which I love, but uh, I have not seen this. Bethlehem does have a real pretty yeah. main street, a, little, a main drag. That's I've been there a couple times. Born. It's it's really, it's sm- not full small town. Well, I guess it's kind of small towny. We, yeah, we have a tremendous feel. amount of towns like that around here that are, they may not be you know eight blocks long, but they're a little hamlet. That de- decorates up nicely. Sure. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, my friend is from Bethlehem and says that everybody up there is going wild. Like, they love Christmas. They embrace it because they are called Bethlehem. Yeah. And so this is going crazy. But can't you mess with this camera? Like, can't you? I don't know what you mean. Like, can't you do some... Why don't you go give it a shot? Oh, you mean if you live camera? in the town, you're going to yeah. do something? I'm sure you can. Sure, maybe we get some Preston and Steve signs up there or They're something? probably keeping an eye on it. So Tammy Wenling, Senior Vice President of the Bethlehem Chamber of Commerce, said, uh, we've always known that we've got a pretty great Main Street here, and it does look like a Christmas card. And they said, uh, we're one of five cities that have been chosen to showcase Christmas. That's awesome. uh, To give all the feels to the entire world. And what they need to do is give some feels to us because, listen, I've been as big a proponent of the Hallmark uh, Christmas movies as anybody. Just watched Countdown to Christmas over the weekend, Preston, with Lazy Chabert. Okay. It was a masterpiece. Was it a good one? A masterpiece. I I didn't see. I could not even figure out where the plot was going. (laughs) In addition to uh, showing the usual traffic and seasonal decorations in the historic district, the camera will capture carriage rides making their way down Main Street and the Star of Bethlehem lit up at night. By the way, Marissa, in in this uh, countdown to Christmas, Lacey Chabert is wearing something that is, it is a sweater-ish kind of thing, Mm -hmm. like like, um, cashmere. And it's off the shoulders. Have you seen that thing? Is it like just covers her shoulders? It like it's just above like the 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 where the cleavage would begin and 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 it's only arms. It's like arms and a neck. Yes. Yeah, those are back in style. Okay. It's like that '90s style, that it, '90s fashion coming it's back. Only arms and a neck. So imagine you take a shirt and then you cut it right above your boobs. Okay. And that's what the shirt is. It's that's like a tube a, top. Uh, no, because it's only the neck up. So it covers the arms. And the neck. So the, okay, okay. And and the neck? This is more it's similar like, to what I was talking about. Oh, 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 oh. That's da- just an off-the-shoulder d- dress, but Okay, then. okay. All right, it was down lower. But, um, yeah, I was okay. intrigued by it. You know, Lacey Chabert is uh, is one of my three favorites on the channel. Well, who are your other two? Uh, it would be uh, Danica McKellar. Yes. And it would be... Oh, actually, there's, there's four. There's... Um, uh, 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 Candace Cameron Bray and what is the other one? I always forget her name, but she's she's kind of their go-to. So now Candace Cameron Bray's left. Uh, Hallmark. She's not down with the gay stuff. So you, going. you know who's my f- number one? Then I'm gonna have to say Lacey Chabert. Okay, and I love Danica McKellar as well. Uh, Hallmark approached uh, Bethlehem City officials in October, and they quickly engaged the Citizens Christmas City Committee. Uh, part- Christmas City Committee. <laughs> yes, that's like the itty bitty committee. Yeah. Uh, part of the Bethlehem Chamber of Commerce uh, production staff from Hallmark uh, mailed a camera 
And the two groups work together to get it set up with the streaming. So you can now see Downtown Bethlehem. On the Hallmark Channel. All the way up until, I think they're doing it till the 30th, I believe I said. Um, so it's their countdown to Christmas. So there you go. All right. All right. Uh, noticed another thing or two. More for the noticer. Yeah. Uh, so this is a lot of fun. And Marissa sent me a few of these stories. This is another one that she sent me. Uh, Hello Fresh. And I wanted to mention this today. I would have done this with the connoisseur. Yes. Uh, but it starts today. HelloFresh is launching a special edition kit. And, of course, this is one of the home meal services where they Hello. send you all the ingredients. And then you put it together. Uh, but they have the Buddy the Elf Spaghetti Meal Kit. Okay. And it's available exclusively through HelloFreshElfSpaghetti.com. Does it include maple syrup? It's everything. Okay. Uh, so this is your chance to go full elf at home with your own spaghetti concoction. Uh, priced at an affordable fourteen ninety nine for two servings. This fun holiday kit comes with everything you need to make the iconic spaghetti dish at home. Uh, it's available starting today uh, through the 9th only. That's it. Uh, and there will be a limited number of kits released each day with orders being accepted on a first-come, first-served basis. This might, so be, it might per- be hard to get. Yeah, press one of those diets you would have to drop 50 pounds for yes. yeah, because it's uh, there's there's nothing redeeming about it. So the limited edition Buddy the Elf Spaghetti Meal Kit stays true to Buddy's dessert-focused palate, though this one is a bit more chocolate-forward. It is the most Im- uh, it's uh, is the most important ingredient, uh, like candy and syrup. Is the is the legitimate spaghetti in it? Okay. So it starts with a uh, colavita spaghetti base, Ooh. and then there's maple syrup, chocolate syrup, marshmallows, chocolate nonpareil candies, crumbled chocolate frosted pastries, and more that's involved in that or sent along with that. You might as well just eat insulin. Yeah, I mean, does uh, does he put like a does he crumple up uh, pop tarts and sprinkle them on top as well? Yeah. Oh yeah, that feels right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in true Buddy Dale form, you can choose to eat your with your hands, or you can pair it with a bottle of soda if you want to. You know, there, there had been a um, a push to do a, a sequel in Elf Two, and uh, but Will Ferrell and John Favreau didn't see eye to eye a lot on oh, the. Oh no, uh, kidding! Uh, yeah, though the movie's beloved by a, a, a ton of people. But you know what? Don't make a sequel. Yeah. Let let it be let what it, be. it is. It's and, fine, and let it live in what has become now standard viewing for Christmas. And yeah. you don't need to do a sequel. They always try to. Yeah, yeah. But he and he and Favreau didn't it, get along, and yet it worked out so well. Yeah, you know. So uh, shut anyway, up. Uh, this looks disgusting. Uh, yeah, it, it looks, looks horrible. Absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Pasta should not be mixed with uh, sweet stuff. I don't think at all. So on this uh, countdown to Christmas with Lacey Chabert on the Hallmark Channel, <laughs> they had <laughs> all of their. Um, of course, they have these cookies, Preston. The town is. They they all have their things, their confections that they're bringing out. Your regular Christmas cookie is is human size. Mm-hmm. All their Christmas cookies are the size of manhole covers. Yeah, right? I mean, it's such a it's such a ridiculous over preparation. Speaking of uh, Christmas cookies in uh, Violent Night. The scene when uh, David Harbour, Santa Claus, takes a bite of the cookie, yeah. and he's just like, oh, he's just like, so Santa, no uh-huh. matter what, yeah, uh-huh. he's just, in his DNA, he is geared uh-huh. to absolutely love Christmas yeah, cookies, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like he just took a sip of some 
awesome cocktail. He just bites into it. He's like, oh, oh yeah. 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 I saw it. <laughs> I love it. it, it there's there's a, another particular part of that scene that uh, that's pretty good. That's well. excellent. Um, and I'm, right. I'm sorry to interrupt, but but that whole thing that runs through a lot of those Santa Claus movies, that even even the, the Tim Allen, the Santa Claus, yes. like he... He has to eat the cookies. He has to. Well, Fred Claus has a great uh, where he's, uh, you know, and and uh, he's being instructed on what to, you've got to have. You've got to eat the cookies. you got to eat what they leave for you. Yeah. And he comes down the wrong chimney, and um, he, he goes, oh, oh, and it's a whole Jewish family sitting around, yeah. and they have some, like, challah bread and stuff. Yeah. He goes, she could have some of that. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, yeah, th- thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was just a break from what he was having before. Fred Claus, isn't that that horrible, horrible movie? movie with Billy Bob Thornton? <laughs> hey, 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 so, real quick about the the elf concoction with the spaghetti. Yes. Uh, the thing about pasta is it is pasta by itself is so like bland that it takes on the characteristics of whatever is put on top of it. So, if you were to make it sweet, it probably I don't think it would be that. Bad. Do you want to know something? I actually have no problem. I wouldn't eat it exclusively this way. But I will, uh, like if my wife makes spaghetti for herself or whatever, and there's some non-sauced-up spaghetti in a pot, I'll eat it. Yeah. Like, what if you were to take raviolis? Instead of, like, uh, filling them with cheese or uh, lobster or whatever, like, made, like, put s'mores in there or something, you know? I think they have have something similar to that, Casey. (laughs) Because there are, when you have, um, you've had, like, baked, um, you know, where they're, they're actually, like, little... For lack of a better term, like a pop tart, mm-hmm. like it's it's more it's more crusty. You know, you ever right. had those? I'll give you a little bit of this. All right, right. because uh, something like this is suspensing advice. I am. Wow, I am. No, I'll, 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 I'll go along with this a little bit, Case. I personally would not like it, but but if you've ever had mochi, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of pasta esque. Wait, on is the that outside. that the uh, ice cream thing that your daughter loves? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of the out the outside is is kind of like a pasta okay. of sorts. It's mochi. A, oh, it's mochi. Kind of doughy. <laughs> I've never had. Do you like it? No, it's okay. Yeah, I hate it. Okay, it's got a skin on the outside of it. Ooh. Yeah, I can't stand it. Oh, I like a mochi. No, you're wrong. Your opinion on something is wrong. Um, <laughs> I was going to take us in a I've different. Had, now I've had bad mochi before. Uh, bad, bad mochi. mochi. <laughs> bad mochi. Band name. We are bad mochi. Bad mochi. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a different texture. Yeah, I, that's what that's what gets me. Yeah, texture. I can't stand it. All right. I was going to take us in a different direction and say, like, one of my go tos, Casey, is pasta um, and then melting down peanut butter and making it like a peanut butter noodle. That's fine. That we, we like that... it like a sesame peanut butter. Yeah. Yes, that sounds yeah. like fine. Like oh. an Asian inspired dish. Yeah. Oh, like, like a peanut sauce. Peanut sauce. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but sure. I'll just that's melt down fine. peanut butter. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's sweet. Yeah, but the, but but you know. Candy corn or whatever no. he he puts in there. It, no, it's disgusting. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Besides, a lot of those things just by themselves, I don't like. Well, you know what, Casey? Yeah. Do you want us to make a batch one morning? You could easily do Ooh. it. Uh, of this? Yeah. No. Okay. Is no. it like soup? I think we should. I mean, I think you should try it. I just don't uh... do it. Okay, bye. All right. I, I think we should. Right, listen, what if we invent something that becomes a hit? Then we'll make all like, the, remember how rich we got off the Bassett's ice cream? That's right. Jesus. I'm just thinking if we were to make a sweet spaghetti, I would rather maybe not stick to that recipe, but come up with our own, right? Because that, 
They're just chucking a whole bunch of like nonpareils. Freaking nonpareils. This right. should, shouldn't even exist. Stop, I love a nonpareil. But for I don't a, trust you, vegetarian. But for a radio bit. Yeah. We should for, probably do the uh, actual right, dish fine, fine. and try that. I say we That's try it. I, I say we try it. Yeah. Should I get a chef to come in and make it for us? No, we can no. sell this okay. We got a chef right here. Yeah. The notice is a chef. Anyhow, we'll do that another time. I, speaking of noticers, I noticed something else. Noticers notice more. Uh, certainly you guys saw this, but... Uh, certainly saw this. Uh, <laughs> I think we all noticed this together. Taylor Swift fans are suing Live Nation. Yes. Um, and uh, they're the parent company for Ticketmaster. That's because of the pre-sale debacle that happened. Uh, according to court documents, the plaintiffs... Alleged uh, breach of contract, intentional misrepresentation, fraud, fraudulent inducement, and several antitrust violations. You know what? Okay. This is also an anomaly because it is, she's got to be the most popular entertainer out there right now, right? At this level. Most demand. You know, most album sales, most ticket sales. Right. So I can't so, think of anybody bigger. I mean, I understand what people are saying, but um, if anything was going to push the system to its limits, this would be it. So the plaintiffs are seeking a penalty of $2,500 against Ticketmaster for every violation of business and professions code. Uh, the lawsuit specifically cited the ticket sale disaster that occurred November 15th, 16th during the verified fan the presale, uh, which caused the site to crash and uh, the Capital One presale. Additionally, the suit cited the cancellation of the tour's public sale on November 18th due to what Ticketmaster described as extraordinarily High demands on ticket systems and insufficient remaining ticket inventory to meet the demand. But uh, the plaintiffs also alleged Ticketmaster intentionally and purposefully misled ticket purchasers by permitting scalpers and bots to access the presale. Bots. uh, Providing more codes than ticket allotment and scheduled the general ticket sale knowing that they would not have the quantity necessary to fulfill demand. So that's where they're... That's the big issue they have with the bots. Bots? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I hate the whole scalpers and bot thing anyway. It's just, it's not fair. It's It's just not, not, it's flat out not fair. No. Uh, The petition still needs... A number of times, though, it's been the only way I've been able to get tickets by going through third party, you know? Yeah, but if they... If they weren't doing that, I know, I know. then you'd have a better shot at getting them in the first place for not a ridiculous amount of money. You know what I mean? Yeah, you would think. You would hope. Yeah. So the petition still no, needs to be uh, accepted by the court. Uh, Ticketmaster said that 3.5 million fans had pre-registered for Swift's verified fan program, the largest registration in its history. And according to Ticketmaster, 2.4 million tickets were sold during pre-sale. So pre-sale. that would suck if you joined <laughs> this, which you believe to be a priority yeah. Organization or club, yep. like Nick. Do you get any advance because are you in the ten club? Right, I'm in the you're 10 in the club. club. Yeah. Does, does that afford you any? Yes. Okay. Um, but it's pretty limited. It was interesting to see Pearl Jam team up with Ticketmaster this year. They tried to um, eliminate some scalpers and some bots by creating this program, and I think it was somewhat effective. Although Pearl Jam's ticket prices were more expensive for this tour than they've ever been. Is that what happened with Springsteen? Remember yeah. the, the, the ticket prices skyrocketed? It's, it's a really broken system on a lot of different levels and, and a lot of people reached out to me because of uh, the Taylor Swift thing and you know it was reminded of course of what Pearl Jam was trying to do in, in the 90s and they had a bit of success but not really. They tried going out and doing a tour without uh, Ticketmaster at the time and that didn't succeed very well. It, it's a, a terrible system and it's the only system we have. Yeah. Would, would the know? best way out of this be to just give the tickets to us and our listeners? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess my point is that if anybody 
could perhaps influence some change at this point, it would be somebody like Taylor Swift. Mm. You know, maybe Coldplay or U2 or something like that is sort of in the rock realm. But uh, Taylor has a lot of power, and maybe she could do something. That's true. Whatever the Phillies did, it worked. The first round was a disaster. I spent like an hour or two trying to get playoff tickets. And then for the second round, for the World Series, they gave people codes. But if you got a code, then you got tickets. They only gave out so many codes well, you need, to just, the allotment of tickets. Niggas saying somebody with gravitas case, like seven cents short, what was it? Was the band? Yeah. Yeah. If they stepped in or one of the, uh, the Death Star <laughs> uh, to, to, uh, to do it, you need somebody who's got like a real mega power um i mean taylor swift i well then again taylor swift would be the one well let me ask you this let me ask you if you were to would you prefer that you just enter a lottery all right so now there's a lottery (laughs) for these uh 78,000 times four all right so do the math uh and they're able to do this lottery and eliminate bots i think i think most people would would not want to to have a more a more of a control over their shot at getting them. So, uh, but here's here's what happened. So, my wife, we had a Capital One card. She spent hours online on the Capital One presale. Yeah. Hours and hours and hours. Got in line. Okay, was uh, was awarded a spot in line. So that was you know uh, trying to be as orderly as possible. She got uh, through to get a ticket. In the 45 seconds she hemmed and hauled on whether or not she was going to buy a $750 ticket, it went away. It just disappeared. So, like... You don't even have time to think. You don't have time to think. Like, you're expecting, all right, maybe I'm going to buy a $100 ticket or something like that. And then when the only ticket available to you, now you're at $1,500 for a pair of tickets. And that is face value. So, that's what I'm wondering. Like, wouldn't... Like, for any of those people... For the, the countless amount of hours that people spent collectively online all to end up with nothing, wouldn't you rather just go, I'm going to toss my name into a lottery, right? And then and whatever, sort of al- whatever sort of algorithm you can figure out that, that will eliminate bots and scalpers or bots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm just an idea. No, I'm, with, no, I'm with you. I mean, like uh, like Marissa was saying in the uh, for the uh, the World Series, that was kind of how it was, right? You yeah. just you entered. And if they got back to you and and chose you randomly, you got a chance to buy tickets. That that seems like a I I would yes, Casey, I would I would right. prefer that. And like maybe the only way to enter said lottery is to do it with like through legit like verified. You can't you can't submit to be in this unless we know you're a person. It's Ticketmaster seems to be getting there. They started the verified fan program, but then it went away. Like it just mm. it started, and then they're like, "Yeah, whatever." No, well, maybe this anomalous situation will cause them to rethink everything. Yeah. And yeah. I was assured that uh, well, don't worry about it. Ticket prices are going to go down on the secondary market. You know, the problem is all these tickets went on sale right before Christmas. Yes, right. And so this is the perfect Christmas, Christmas gift. gift. Oh yeah, yeah, people are going to spend out yep. the ass. You know, just to make their daughter or son or wife or girlfriend or whoever happy. Right. You know? Right. Um, I know it's already after nine, but let me notice one more thing. Last thing I'm going to notice. The notice your laughs at the clock. Uh, Nebraska agriculture officials say that another 1.8 million chickens must be killed after is found on a farm. Yes, and the latest sign that an outbreak is already promoted. Samantha. The slaughter of more than 50 million birds nationwide. Lonnie. So, uh, Gene, unfortunately, Devin. we're going to have to add 1.8 million names to the list. 
to five. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that wasn't the chicken's name. I'm just reacting. <laughs> there's no there's no bird. There's no chicken named Jesus Christ. No, no, no. Uh, so Ishmael. Uh, they said the on Great Gatsby. <laughs> the Great Cluxby. <laughs> they got very literary at a certain point. Uh, the Nebraska Department of Agriculture said Saturday that the stage 13 case of bird flu was found on an egg-laying farm in northeast Nebraska's Dixon County. Uh, and just like on other farms where the bird flu has been found this year, all <laughs> the chickens on the Nebraska farm will be killed to limit the spread of this disease. Wow. What'd you find? I found a chicken named Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and he goes chasing after this lady, and she lets him out of the gate. The chicken is named Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he's and, and Nick has pulled up this video. The chicken chases. It's a rooster, actually, uh-huh. chasing after this woman, and she is running, like sprinting as oh, fast yeah. as she can Steve, to get Steve, away from this thing. Watch this. Ready? Oh, that's hilarious. All right, here we go, Steve. Uh, so, Nebraska. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at that sucker go. Is second only to uh, Iowa's 15.5 million birds killed, with 6.8 million birds now affected at 13 farms. What, what is the chicken population of the United States currently, Nick? And don't act like you know it off the top of your head. You'll make Bill upset. <laughs> the current chicken population. How, how many chickens? How many chickens does it take to fill in the United States of America? Are there wow. in America? 518.3 million chickens in the U.S. This is a setback, but it's not wiping us out yet. Right. Wow. Uh, in most past bird flu outbreaks, the virus largely died off during the summer, but this year's version found a way to linger and started to make a resurgence this fall with more than 6 million birds killed in September. Tune in tonight for the telethon. Uh, the virus is primarily spread by wild, by wild birds as they migrate across the country. Charles. Uh, wild birds can offer... Uh, Will can, Smith. Uh, can, <laughs> now we're in the celebrity section. <laughs> wild birds can often carry the disease without showing symptoms. And that's, bad. The, that's the problem. Bad. Uh, the virus uh, spreads Medea. through <laughs> droppings or the nasal discharge of an infected bird, which can contaminate Ugh. dust and soil. So it's very, it's very virulent, apparently. Yeah. Huh? The yeah. nasal discharge nasal, of a virulent bird. Nasal discharge of a virulent bird. <laughs> All right, that's a great band name. Yeah, <laughs> that is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have the nasal discharge of a virulent bird. <laughs> By the way, I assume the, the openings in a chicken's beak are. Did they refer to that as your it, nostrils? Not right. I would think so. No, I would assume. No, it's so. not technically a nose; it's the beak. Uh, that's true, but I would imagine maybe a, a nostril. Was well, is, is the beak the bird's nose, or is the beak the bird's mouth? It's both, right? Ooh. Right. Good right. question. Good question. Uh, yeah. Well, what if we, like, spooned soup up in our nose? If there's <laughs> holes there, chances are it smells through that. Oh, yeah. You would think so. <laughs> oh, I yeah. mean, what else are they going to smell through? All right, so, oh, yeah. so on a parrot, for example, yeah, the top part of the beak is the nostril okay. slash nose, and then the bottom part where the opening is, that's the mouth. Okay. So it's both. Dude, can we stop the I- I'm trying. crowd applause, it, it, please? It won't stop. <laughs> it will the not crowd? stop. Nasal discharge. Amazing? Nasal discharge from a virulent bird will not leave the stage. I think it's much easier to get than Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> the Swift is a bird. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> like it will not. I can't stop it. It's a great feature. 
<laughs> Casey can't stop the, the crowd applause. By the way, what has happened to all of the uh, audio clips that we had this, the audience do at Camp Out for Hunger? Have we isolated oh, those yet? They are sitting on my computer. I was waiting until this new system came over because I didn't know where to put them. Okay. We'll right. get them over. We'll have to play around. Yeah. Well, let's make sure we can figure out how oh. to stop them yes. once they start yes. running. Yeah, so, we, yeah. Here's the funny thing is that sound, yeah. that, that stadium crowd big cheer, yeah. the one that won't stop playing. Right. Okay. It has it, the time, like how long the segment, the the clip is, is zero point zero seconds. So, oh boy, it seems to be running for a long time. For a, it shouldn't play in the first place. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll work on that. All right. Uh, but I've noticed we've done this too long. And we've done so, this too long. The yep. notice or notice. So we've got to stop our noticing. We want you to stop noticing and, and listen, listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to stop talking and listen. I'm reading chicken names. Yeah. All right, uh, we do need to take a break, and we're going to do that very thing. We do have some stuff coming up you'll want to be a part of. Don't forget our uh, lesson question, all that stuff on the way, your chance to win some goodies. And uh, we have new Word of the Week prize. So I'll tell you about that when we get back. We'll take a break, and we will return shortly. Stay with us, please. Wait, what's they? Where was that place, Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh... Don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. And that is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. By the way, uh, MMR's big friggin' deal, which starts today, uh, this is not for Cardboard Classic. I just want you to be aware of this, but... Uh, it is a lift ticket to Montage Mountain uh, for 40 bucks. Our new home. Yeah, and it's valid for the season, uh, for the 2022-23 season. Uh, blackout dates apply, including uh, our Cardboard Classics. That's a whole separate thing. Uh, and, but that's uh, Wednesday, March, or the, uh, the weekend of March 5th. So, uh, but if you would like to get that special big friggin' deal. Yeah. And this would be a great uh, holiday gift. People rave about the uh, the, the mountain and the, the, the skiing and everything. Uh, you can get to Montage Mountain Resort uh, lift tickets for 40 bucks. Nice. And uh, the uh, Montage prides themselves prides themselves and have the best slopes in PA. Easy going. Uh, a beginner terrain and the best experts. Those plus full mountain night skiing. I've never skied at night. Never? No. Oh. Never have been at a resort. That, wait, wait, no. What the hell am I talking about? What are you, about? Talking, are you about? talking about? I used to go to Spring Mountain all the time yeah. and, and oh. do nighttime skiing. Never mind. Never skied at night there. Never skied at night yeah. at Montage. Yeah. So uh, you can get the deal uh, by using the keyword deal at WMMR.com while supplies last. And listeners can check back in the new year. Uh, is there maybe cardboard classic? Uh, oh, this is off air note. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> don't say, don't say this on air. You could ruin everything. It literally says off air note. Yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Oh, I love me. Don't launch miss. Oh, I already right. did. So we went at when we were in our early twenties. Me and my friends, we did a long. It was a ski weekend at Montage Mountain, and I think I think we paid like two hundred bucks. And it was like you stayed at the Sheridan right there, and it was all you could drink all weekend. Wow. Okay, oh, my at the hotel, God. At the hotel. <laughs> oh, that's a disaster. Okay, so me and, like, my six friends went. None of us went skiing at all for the entire <laughs> weekend. We just stayed at the hotel and drank our faces off. For 200 there. bucks, hell for, yeah. I mean, right? Well, yeah, that it ends up. 
paying for itself without question, but wow. <laughs> it would have been better if you didn't bring your ski equipment. Like you just went up there to didn't drink. load up all that crap yeah. and yeah, yeah. We we planned on it. The idea was to get there, but we just never did. Yeah. I just want to clarify uh, this that forty dollar deal. That's for the season, right? That's lift passes for the whole year. If I'm, mm, if I'm reading no, correctly, I no. I think it's for the season. Check it out. We, we're yeah, going to get to the bottom of this right there, pressure where it that says "Don't read on air." Well, forty dollars for a lift, lift pass for a day is not really a deal. That's why I'm asking. Okay, uh, it says valid for uh, yeah. It says valid for the 2022-23 season. That's what I thought. It's Blackout dates. Uh, so so that's a season that's pass. 40, that's forty bucks. Forty dollars for, yeah, for a season pass for montage. That's a great deal. What? Can we get verification? We need to get verification on that. Our website says MMR's big freaking deal: forty dollars for a lift ticket to Montage Mountain. Yes, well, for the entire season. Hang on a second. How much does the lift ticket cost for the day? Because they're not cheap, dude. Hang on, Bill Weston. What? Bill Weston. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that again. Yeah, no, it's for a uh, lift ticket. Yeah, it's for a day. Yeah, for one day. Yeah. Yes. When's the last time you paid for lift ticket? Yeah, dude, lift tickets are expensive. <laughs> expensive. They're like seventy bucks. Yeah, for uh, yeah, yeah. Bill sprinted <laughs> down the hall. Get the wrong information. Can you yeah. hear that? I don't either. It is voice. I don't, uh, that's why. It's it, okay, it's but right. beneath it, it says 2022-2023 season. That means it's you good can for apply it. Day, yeah. I just wanted to subject make sure. to blackout yeah. dates. Okay, but that's good. Good to yeah. clarify. Yes. Gotcha. And that okay. is Anybody a deal. Skis know that's a that's a really good deal. That is a hell of a deal. <laughs> uh, we are excited about the uh, the cardboard classic there. Yeah, Bill ran. <laughs> But we didn't know, you know. No, Nick didn't know, and I just didn't want to. I didn't want to put false information out of the air. Yeah, Yeah, generally, here's the deal. Generally, the big friggin' deal is about half price of what you would normally pay for something. And yes, for a season pass for uh, lift tickets, it's damn good, several hundred dollars. And that still includes the Lamborghini, correct? (laughs) (laughs) It is subject to a couple of blackout dates. So when you go on WMR.com, you'll check those. The cardboard classic is one of them because it's a big thing. Make sure that that is clear. Dude, I have I've run to the microphone as well. Yeah. And you don't realize how quickly you get out of breath. <laughs> I know. Trying, Until trying, you tried to speak to evenly help. and clearly and you're going <gasps> in between things you're saying. You you like suck the air and like your mic your mouth off mic and you still you can just laugh. Thank you. Appreciate the Thank plug. you. Yes. All, right. All good. Yep. Uh, Santa's got to go. <laughs> He's got to go. Oh, you fixed that. I fixed it. Thank uh, you. Okay. I did it. Yeah. Matt took me uh, snowboarding out west, and the ski ticket, Nick, because it was a holiday weekend, was like $130. Oh, my Jeez. God. Yeah, for one lift ticket? Yeah, I for did one day. Two runs. Oh, you had the runs? Why? Two oh, runs. Because, wow, yeah. oh. like, he's so good, and I'm not. He literally carried me the right, entire no, hang on. way. Out, out west, though, yeah. you can run one ski run for 45 minutes or an hour. I think it took us, like, at least 90 minutes to just get it down to the bottom once. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. he was carrying yeah. me pretty much yeah. down there. And then I felt bad, and I was like, well, why don't you just go and have fun, and I'll just get a hot toddy. <laughs> I kind of miss... <laughs> I quit uh, snow sports uh, years ago. Uh, like, my, my knees just don't agree anymore. Yeah. You were and snowboarding by the end of it. I was boarding and, and having fun, and I never got real good at it. I was always a little bit scared when were I would you? do it because yeah. I just, you know, of, of getting out of control and wiping out and all that stuff. The one thing that I remember about um, skiing and snowboarding was just loading up all that crap in the car mm-hmm. and getting there and putting all that stuff on but i remember though when i would when i would make that first run and get done and i would go it was worth it mm-hmm. it was doing put putting all that stuff together loading it up getting all that garbage the hours that it takes to get yourself equipped and ready to go 
it seemed like such a pain in the ass until I got on the mountain. And then you and remember like, why you I'm did like, it. This was fun. This it, was a lot of fun. I'm glad I did. Are there rentals? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, so yeah. so sure. I mean, then you know, if if you if you wanted to just you never really wanted to do it. Yeah. Rentals are you know you never know what kind of equipment you're going to get. That's so the thing. So kind of work that in and there. And it takes yeah. a long time to rent sometimes if it's busy. Yeah. If like you're if you go in line. right there. Yep. My friend told me just yesterday that her a, a family friend when they would go skiing. They would turn off the heat in the car 45 minutes before they got there. Okay. To, like, prepare their bodies. Acclimate. Yeah, but no, like, were, when you're a little kid and there's no heat in the car, that's terrible. It's pretty stupid, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Just shut up the heat. Or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's that stupid, but, uh, you know, whatever. Is it, did, 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 did they think they fared better because they had the heat off in the car for the 45 minutes leading up to it? No, it made her more miserable. She uh, was, like, 10. Yeah, right? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I so she hated that. She right. hated it. Yeah, I haven't gotten any of my kids on skis yet, and I think this year is going to be the year. I, I, I'm, like, so mad at myself for not doing it any sooner because it's fun, and it's, you know, I, I think especially you get them started young. You know? Yeah, I never did I never did the skiing, and I never did the, um, uh, the uh, uh, <laughs> snowboarding. Uh, I used to love, uh, we go to the, uh, uh, the Catskills and yeah. they would have, uh, you know, the toboggan runs and they, <laughs> and those sort of luge-esque yeah. sort of runs and they were cool. Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, taking trips out to Colorado and stuff like that with friends. That was a really good time. I'm so, I mean, to have the Cardboard Classic back this year, I yeah. think it's going to be so cool, especially that Montage is going to be able to provide us all of these extra things to offer and, and make the experience that much better. To come back this way is just terrific. I dedicated this year to learning how to snowboard. Okay. I'm going to do I'm going to get lessons. You're going to do it? Every week. A friend of mine has off uh, one day a week, so we're going to try to go up. And, like, like, like take lessons, but, n- like, golf. Mm-hmm. So I tried to learn from just friends teaching me. That's not the way to do it. Snow golf. Go to, oh, my <laughs> God, Steve, that would be a fun game. Thank you. I'm going to try that out, too. Uh, so, so you're going to take lessons this year? Yeah. Yes, and okay. try to go every week. Try to hold myself to it. Marissa is perfect, and I kid you not, this is legit. She doesn't have far to fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's true. That's yeah. why kids don't get hurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. when they when they go uh, when they do this stuff, they don't have as far to fall as humans do. I never thought or about as that. Humans do. <laughs> as humans do. I'm not you natural. Marissa benefits from not being human. <laughs> If she were human, yeah. there'd be more of a liability, but because but she's an Ewok, small and we don't carriage, have to worry about it. Yeah. I and since human. it's maple syrup instead of blood that she has in her system. Grown is what I meant to say. You're grown, full grown. You're not size. even human. You're not even grown. <laughs> There's a video of somebody in like a big plush squirtle costume, so every time they fall, they would just like... I don't know what a squirtle is. Uh, is that a Pokemon? A Pokemon, like mm-hmm. the turtle looking... Okay. And so every time you'd fall, you just hit the big pillow behind you and bounce right. back. Because that's my biggest thing, like you, Preston. It's the falling that I can't get comfortable with. Sure. Yeah. It's not fun. No. Yeah. yeah. Hurts. You get snow down your freaking jacket oh. in the front here or, uh, down, or, or in your uh, uh, in your sleeves. Oh, and then everybody on the ski lift is just so supportive. I know. <laughs> It's the worst. <laughs> you just don't want to wipe out you get, near you, near the lift. You get sort of uh, made oh, they'll bust your balls. Oh, do big they? time. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. It's it's so much fun. Let me <laughs> tell you. All right. Uh, listen. I, speaking of uh, fun moments of fun and survival, uh, this guy uh, we had the story last week in the bizarre file who yeah. fell overboard off of a, um, a carnival cruise uh, and was out in the water for like twenty hours or so. Uh, was on, I think it was on Good Morning America last week. Yes. Uh, we have a couple of excerpts. I was going to put it in the Bizarre File, but uh, since we have these audio clips. Yeah, this is the guy himself. I mean, 
Think about that situation. So, and he'll explain exactly what he believes happened prior to falling overboard. But uh, out there in the dark, you know, floating, and you never hear about this, where somebody falls off an ocean liner, yeah. and then they go back and find them. Yeah, 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 especially because they've been cruising for yes a long-ass way, and the ocean is uh, relentless. Uh, was it a carnival? Wait, no, hold, hold on. I think it was, it, was a, it was a smaller cruise oh, ship, was wasn't it? it? Hang on a second. Well, I don't know. Let's play the clip. Yeah. Let's see what we have here. This is him talking about what uh, he thinks happened here. Did you have a few drinks? Uh, I had during the day, and I'd actually did like an air guitar solo, and there was a competition they were doing, and I'd won it, so I'd won a free drink, so I had that. But you were like inebriated and had like a ton of drinks. No, ma'am. How many drinks do you think you'd had? Uh, it's... I couldn't really say. Yep. I, I can't remember. I was so drunk. He's hammered. Yeah. I wasn't drilled lit up, but I was drunk. Uh, his name, by the way, is James Michael Grimes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he is described as an outdoorsman. Well, he proved it. And, uh, yeah, he thinks that the fall knocked him unconscious uh, on the way down. He doesn't remember the fall. Let's play a clip of that. Here we go. I looked around, and I seen it at the corner of my eye. And it came up on me really quick. And I went under, and I could see it. And it wasn't a shark, I don't believe. Oh, this is not... Right, this is him talking about... It's the wrong clip. Yeah. All right, so he thought uh, that that some kind of a sea creature, and it was not a shark. Right, well, he believes it wasn't a shark. It very well could have been, but he's... Because he saw a thing. Here, listen listen to the clip. But it had more like a flat mouth, and it came up and bumped one of my legs, and I kicked it with the other leg. It scared me, not knowing what it was, or... At the time, how big it was, all I could see was a fin. Yeah. Do you ever, well, you know, when you're, say, if you're water skiing or if you've ever been out, I mean, I've jumped off, you know, when we were boating, I'd jump off in the middle of the, the sound out in, you know, technically the ocean, mm-hmm. well offshore, and swim around, and uh, your foot touches something, and you go out of your mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, walking in the shore. When I, uh, you know, uh, waist deep or whatever, and your foot bumps into something, it's like, <laughs> when I'm swimming out far, I swim horizontal. Like, I, I don't, I don't tread water. I don't want my feet going down. Okay. I, I will sort of float on my back or I'll float facing forward like a breaststroke, but I don't like that treading water with my feet down. Yeah. Right? It's like, coming at it, boys. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the 28-year-old has been quizzed as to what happened, but he says that he had no recollection of the incident, a claim that's been met with some raised eyebrows. Uh, he claims that he was uh, forced to fend off a creature with a fin, which he initially thought was a shark, he said. And then, of course, I played the clip. Uh, it had a that. flat mouth. And um, so I don't know what this one might be. This is this him was... talking about um, he was explaining the, he he couldn't tread water anymore. He was about to die when they found him. All right. The fall didn't kill me you know sea creatures didn't eat me i feel like i was meant to get out of there that, that's a different clip yeah that's what okay. i got yeah all right so anyhow he says uh at some point he said and i, I will use verbatim yeah. how he speaks a stick come floating by looked like bamboo so i started eating on it <laughs> and it actually he said i won't say it tasted good but it gave some type of flavor in my mouth other than salt water you can live on sea sticks uh, <laughs> that's a, that thing. Right, a high, that thing right there is a sea stick. One of them protein laden sea sticks. Uh, he said when it started getting back towards nighttime again, the water started getting colder, and at that time, I thought, you know, how I'd much? Sure, go for another sea stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <Yeah>. jerky. 
And I could go for another stick. Damn, I'm not sure go for another one of them sea sticks. (laughs) (laughs) They're tasty and full of protein. (laughs) (laughs) There's one over there. Hey, shark, can you go get that sea stick for me? Sea sticks right here. Get your sea sticks. (laughs) One of them sea stick salesmen floats along on an inner tube. Who needs sea stick? Anybody need sea stick over here? Two here, please. Uh, but he said, uh, I thought, how much longer am I going to uh, have to be out here? Uh, the US Chomping co- on sticks. Uh, the U.S. Coast Guard Aviation Survival Technician, Richard Huffle. Ahoy! When you're done with your stick, would you like to come aboard? Uh, explained that Grimes was, quote, at his limit when his four-man crew arrived to help save his life. He was, he was losing the ability to tread water. Uh, he said, some people break down and cry, some people are in shock and they don't know what's going on, and some people are ecstatic and they act a little crazy because they're so happy to be out of the situation that they're in. But he said uh, Mr. Grimes had nothing left. He had no energy. He had nothing left to give. Dear Lord, for my last meal, please give me another seat stick. He said, uh, my best guess is that he had between a minute and 30 yeah. seconds left before we lost him completely. That whole notion of being out in the dark, you know, treading water, huh. uh, and you're getting, you get bumped by something. Now, listen, it's a big old ocean, and obviously you don't know what, what it was. But, I mean, <laughs> think of the multitude of things it could be that you would not want to encounter. Dramatic. Have you ever had, have you ever been swimming and bumped something with your, or, or when you go into the surf, you know. Yeah, and you're, you're absolutely. Yeah. Scares the F out of you. I don't know if I, but... Uh, even more scary than that, Steve, is just the expanse of yeah. water and nothing there. And you are, you. this can't end, This the, the, the likelihood of this ending uh, on a good note no. is, is next to nothing. That's why they, they, they made two different movies about the Indianapolis and Quinn talks about it in Jaws when those uh, Navy officers are, are left floating. You know, they're, they're out there yeah. in that kind of situation, Preston. Or what was it? Um... What was the movie? Uh, the, the two divers return to the surface, and they realize they're they're right. both open water. Open water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean what, how much worse can it get? But I mean, it's either going to be it's either going to be a, a shark, or yeah. you're just going to drown. Yeah, you're, or you're you're you're, you're going to run out of, of the sea ability sticks. to stay afloat. Yeah. And there's going to be no more sea sticks coming by. <laughs> you have, there's only so many sea yeah, sticks. Going so, on. Yeah, uh, but the idea of that, I find absolutely uh, terrifying, horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he said. Um, what would you, well, okay, you're in the middle of the desert, mm-hmm. right? Say you're in the middle of the Sahara. Oh, God. Or you're in the middle of the, the ocean. ocean. I'd, I'd say ocean. You'd say ocean yeah. as preference or, or more feared? Well, like, uh, do I know I'm on my way out? Like, are we choosing deaths here? You are, uh, you, right. you are, you are, have come to terms with the fact that you're more likely to die, that you're, you're probably going to die. Yeah. Where do you, where would you prefer to I, be? That's why I would. Choose the ocean because I feel like uh, you could end it if you wanted to. Well, it's just, be- like drowning is probably not as bad as uh, being unable to get anything to drink. All right, which tastes better, sea sticks or sand sticks? <laughs> sea sticks. Well, see, here's here's me thinking though that if if we're just hoping for a rescue party uh, in the desert, I think it'd be easier to be spotted than uh-huh. you would be in the water because the water moves. You and- could also spell out help in the sand, yeah, and you could be obscured. And I tried spelling out words in the ocean; it didn't work. In uh, in the in the desert, you can't remember your name, yeah, because right. uh, there ain't no one, one for you to give it a game. No, but uh, you could. <laughs> 
You can just stop and you can and look around. <laughs> What's that sound? Hang on a second. Look around. Here, here, here it comes. No, you can um you you can stop and and you don't have to actively be trying to uh use your physical energy to just yeah. literally keep your head Listen, above water. Wherever you are, it's a long road. Oh, stop oh it. my god, thank you. He could make it. Yeah, he could. <laughs> could do anything. It's a long road. Day number two. I've just had my 11th C stick. <laughs> they are so tasty. <laughs> um, there is, because you think about which is a more pain. You could literally, if you're in the ocean, you could just drink seawater if you wanted to take yourself out. Yeah. Or you of course, could, you could eat sand. Or you could, you you could eat sand. <laughs> You could dive down as as deep as yeah. you can swim and don't have the ability to come back. Well, up. the sailors aboard the uh, the Indianapolis when it went down, they they became delusional and and they were believing a number of them were believing that if they swam down, that down was oh, where really? they wanted to go. Yeah, Man. and they would break off from their these groups and die. Why were we playing Buffalo Springfield? Because uh, you got to stop. stop and look around. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody. No, he he was doing nineteen nervous breakdown. Oh, uh, why? Well, we got to stop. Yeah, I did my look thing. around. Here, here, here it comes. I don't know that. You don't know that? Don't here know. comes your 19th Find 19 nervous breakdown. I want you to hit Jackie. Bam Bam is rolling over in his not yet grave. His open coffin. Uh, here I open. am lying in bed eating a sea stick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is it? Yeah. yeah. You know this song. Oh, okay. That's a great song. I haven't heard that in a while. Mick Jagger could make it out in the middle of the ocean, I'll bet you. He's... Oh, yeah. Where does the fellow get some sea sticks? Yeah. There's a movie, uh, Preston, that... Um, so, it, it, movies that ask you to ponder, wait. like, whether you're in... Wait, here's the clip. Yeah. Okay, so... There. So, whether you're in the desert or in the ocean, but there's a movie called Fall. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's um, uh, these girls climb this... Uh, Abandoned... Tower, yeah. right? And like, a, like a cell phone tower. It's done very well. Like okay. it's, it, and it's you know they're doing a tribute to somebody who they who died with them when they you know fell off a mountain. But it puts you in the position of what what would you do? Oh. Yeah, you know how how long would it take before you buckled and just just jumped? Yeah, yeah, yeah just ended it. Yeah, in the uh, in Game of Thrones, there was a, a, a this uh, castle way up on. Um, cliffside called the Erie, and, and they had, instead of putting uh, prisoners in cells, yeah. they had what they called the sky cells. It was just oh, a platform yeah. on the uh-huh. outside. Yeah. And it's like, you can you can jump if you want. Yeah, yeah. It's up to What's you, What's your man. call? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Jesus. Uh, so anyhow, well, this guy eventually, they got him. They found him. He had taken, he had apparently had been wearing, he held on to his socks. Yes. And he was and waving were... those around. Uh, when uh, yeah. when <laughs> That's how they found him. Yeah. They, there he is. You hear something? You guys hear that? I was making my sound. Let me try it again. <laughs> Captain, I believe I heard something. Saved his life. <laughs> Turn this ship around. Yeah. Wait, I have not heard the far away you who before. <laughs> 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 the look on your face is priceless when you do that. Do you see socks out there? <laughs> I heard something. I heard, yeah, you can hear. Sh- hang on. Sh- 
Anyhow, dude made it. He did an interview, and we're talking about it. Uh, We're taking a break is what we're doing now, I've been told. So why don't we do that right now and come back in a moment and get to the bizarre file, because I do have some more stories that we'll dive into when we get back. Stay there. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. Wednesday, December 21st at the Excite Center Inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Including Adventure Aquarium, Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse, and Stephen Ear Jewelers. Want to be a part of the studio audience? Check WMMR.com for details. And don't forget to dress to, um, impress. Our judges will pick their favorite ugly sweater to score great prizes from Miller Lite. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Oh, it's a Christmas Miracle! 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. We shall do another run of the Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, this morning it's brought to you by... Flight Entertainment. Lace up those skates for Delco's award-winning winter attraction. The Energy Transfer Veterans Memorial Ice Skating Rink. Open now through February in Edgemont, PA. And you can book your skate date today at flightonice.com. Pittsburgh police say that a woman who died after being found unconscious in a downtown alley had been assaulted with a BB gun. With the BB gun? Yeah. The, they weren't playing crack shot, were they? The Allegheny, Allegheny County Medical Examiner's Office identified the man as Christopher Gaylor, who was 50 years old. He died at uh, UPMC Presbyterian wow. Hospital. Authority, according to police uh, officers and medics, were called for an unconscious man. Medics suspected that he was suffering from an overdose, took him to the hospital. Tests found the man had some type of metal shrapnel, possibly from a BB gun, in his body. Hmm. Uh, Gaylor died at the hospital Thursday morning. That same day, police said they got video evidence of him being assaulted with the BB gun. Uh, police said they have identified all the suspects in the video. Police did not say how many have been involved in an investigation is ongoing. What they don't say in the story is if the BB gun contributed to his death or not. Yeah. I have no idea. So when we were kids, we had BB guns and we had pellet guns, CO2 pellet guns. Yeah, you had those two, right, Preston? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Little, the pellets were a little bit bigger. Uh, and they had a lot more force to yeah, them yeah. with the uh, CO2 cartridges, yes. Uh, no one was hurt Wednesday morning when a car crashed into the Goodwill store. Twice. <laughs> Police Chief Jonathan Roberts said the calls for service went out and someone had struck the building. And unfortunately, that's not a rare occurrence. He said we have automobile versus building accidents quite frequently. Then things changed when Cornelia Police... Heard the next bit of information. He said, dispatch gets back on the radio. They said they've struck the building again. And at that point, everybody's on extra heightened alert. So we all responded down there. And unfortunately, it was a young lady that had been under the influence of duster cans. She was huffing the duster cans and actually passed out. And then she didn't know where she was. Robert said that the call also was heightened when a caller reported the dispatchers to dispatchers the driver involved had been an employee of Goodwill. <sighs> After a few minutes passed and the fumes dissipated, the young driver came to herself. Robert said the young woman was arrested and taken to jail, but she hit the, the place. 
I guess after passing out, then she woke up, then she hit the place again. again. And she had, all she was doing was trying to get to work. That's not Goodwill. She worked there at Goodwill. Wow. Police apprehended, uh, say they had apprehended a reckless driver after it hit two vehicles in a Walmart parking lot, but the driver was actually a dog. Uh-huh. An owner of one of the cars that was hit said that he saw a suspect barreling down on him, but he couldn't get out of the way. The person was shocked to see the driver was a dog. The dog was behind the wheel when the crash happened. Uh, the investigation revealed that the dog was sitting in the unoccupied car waiting for its owners while they shopped, but apparently got a little bit antsy and started bouncing around in the cab, <laughs> setting the truck into motion. According to police, the steering column had prior damage and the pooch must have placed the vehicle in drive. Uh, he was wearing a leash that is believed to have been caught on the emergency brake as well. So we've had and released it. A story of a hunter getting shot by his own dog. Yep. Um, you know, you can't leave a dog, especially one that jumps around in the car, in a car that's running, a vehicle that's running. Yeah, I don't know if this one was running. I guess it right, was. I'm not sure if it right? was running or not. Yeah, so it had to have been. Well, there are stupid criminals, and then there's Christopher Spaulding of Rockdale, Georgia. He was arrested after expressing his own disappointment over being left out of his county's most wanted list. He didn't make the most wanted list. He didn't. So earlier this week, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Hell Office I have to do! posted a list of their 10 most wanted violent offenders on social media. Well, just after hours. I just after, molested a chicken. Just a few hours after the post went uh, was published, Spalding entered the comment section to question why he wasn't among the most wanted people in his county. He literally wrote... How about me, question mark? The sheriff's office replied to Spaulding's comment saying, you are correct. You have two warrants. We are on the way. (laughs) I mean, you got to love the stupidity. And the sheriff's office followed up with another post showing Spaulding being arrested. Deputies explained that uh, Spaulding didn't make the most wanted list because it's based on the severity of the charges, meaning it typically includes those with violent crimes like murder, rape, aggravated assault, and more. This is unfair. Spalding is currently uh, being held on two charges of felony probation violation. Felony, felony, felony. Mm-hmm. But this whole place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he does not have I don't ever remember hearing that clip before. Uh, it sucks. Uh, we didn't have any Spalding clips, so I just ran a caddy. I like that, though. But this whole place sucks. <laughs> There's more. That's right, it sucks. <laughs> That's great. Uh, 27-year-old Argentinian woman allegedly, oh, this is horrible, placed the body of her 5-year-old girl inside a wooden box, filled it with cement, and used it as a bedside table for several months. Hmm. Police found the entombed body of Milagros Nazareth Martin in the home of Vanessa Mancia after her husband reported they had not seen their daughter in a long time. Uh, Mancia reportedly told him initially that she had placed uh, Milagros in the care of social services due to unsanitary conditions in their home. Had she killed her? No. Oh. But when police arrived, she admitted that she didn't know what to do when the girl died and was afraid that her other children, who were three and seven years old, would be taken away from her. So I know what I'll do. I'll turn her into an end table. So she... <laughs> Come on. She placed Milagros's body in a bag and dumped it into a box that she filled with cement that she got from a construction site. She used the box... You like that couch? That's Grandpa. ...with the body inside as a bedside table in her bedroom. And, yeah, an autopsy determined the girl died of respiratory infection... Uh, stemming from pre-existing illnesses that required her to have a tracheo- tracheostomy 
and uh, nasogastric tube. Uh, officials said uh, Mancia admitted that she didn't know what to do when her daughter died. The investigator said Mancia had admitted to her relatives earlier that her daughter had died. Uh, she went to take a nap, and when she woke up to see the girl, uh, she had already passed away. She said she had a runny nose and drool in her mouth. That was terrible. Uh, however, she's being charged with couple homicide. I mean, no. you can't do what she did. Right. And her other kids have been placed in the care of their grandmother. Your but... first thought is, uh, shouldn't be to take out the tape measure and see yeah. if she'll fit in your uh, bedroom. All right, and there you go. That's all I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, that was a bit of a downer story. That was a downer. Let's end on an up note. Let's give away some passes. I'm going to give away two pairs of passes to the Christmas Miracle. Christmas Miracle. (laughs) Callers 18 and 19 at 215-263-WMMR. You will be cordially invited to Parks Casino in Ben Salem on the 21st. Uh, you need to be there nice and early, 6 a.m. if possible, uh, to get in and uh, get registered and get set up to maybe be someone who is called up on stage to answer questions about the President Steve Show and walk away with some great prizes. So you will be qualified to do that. Your guests will not. We just ask that the callers are the big aficionados of the President Steve Show, but your your friend might win some prizes. Other way, Quite, yes, we have some other games we that have are going options. on. Yep, yeah. and uh, Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest is one of those as well. So make sure you wear your ugly sweater, and you might walk away with some great prizes too. So we'll take those callers now two one five two six three WMMR, and we'll get you on board. We're going to take a quick break. Come back in a second. Lesson question, trash, music, the news. Those things are coming up when we return. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hang on a second. I dropped the lesson questions there on the floor. I had to pick them up. (laughs) There was going to be a pause no matter what. So, All right. It is uh, 1021 on this uh, Monday morning with the President Steve Show. We are going to give away for our lesson question this week, all week long. Uh, Let me see here. Uh, Four pack of tickets to Elmwood Park Zoo's favorite family tradition, which is wild lights. And uh, that's happening right now. So the question we will ask you, and we need an answer, and I'm going to kind of tweak this a little bit, Nick, because I think it might be too hard. Uh, but uh, I want you to finish the band name. Nasal Discharge from what? 215-263-WMMR. Nasal Discharge from what? Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. You know, it's, dip- it's difficult to get tickets for a Taylor Swift concert, but it's easier to get tickets for this <laughs> fictional band. Nasal Discharge from a What? Let's see if you're listening and know the answer. Call now, and while you call, we will do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, this morning it is brought to you by family and company jewelers. Fill her stocking with a gift she'll be showing off all year long. 
Visit them on Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey, or online at FamilyJewelers.com, South Jersey's holiday diamond destination. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Britney Spears causing a bit of gossip whiplash by posting a loving message to sister Jamie Lynn, who she recently called scum. Brittany wrote that Jamie Lynn was in her heart, just like heart scum. Despite recent comments about Hitler and Nazis, Kanye West's clothing and shrag line is reportedly selling briskly online. In fact, many are taking advantage of special deals through a QR code, which is actually just a swastika. No. And finally, GMA hosts TJ Holmes and Amy Roback reportedly have no plans to end their relationship regardless of all the unwanted attention. Holmes says they are professionals and will deliver the news professionally, regardless if Amy is giving them a hand job. Oh, oh wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will see if uh, this is going to be a hard one. We're going to see if we can get an answer to this uh, particular stupid question this morning. So uh, it's really difficult to get tickets for a Taylor Swift concert, but it's a lot easier to get tickets for the fictional band. Nasal discharge from a what? 215-263-WMMR. And I'm going to go to Tim, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Tim, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Wonderful. All right, so the fictional band is Nasal Discharge from a? Veral Chicken. Say that again? A Veral Chicken. Veral Chicken. Your call. He might have misheard. Well, yeah, but... yeah. Um, I'm going to give it to him. Ah! I'm going to be kind. Because everybody else is hitting all around it. It's a virulent bird. Yeah. It's nasal discharge from a virulent bird. But he said a a, a virile chicken. Yeah, yeah. He knew what he he was listening. He was listening. That's that's the bottom line. All right, so we're going to set him up with uh, four-pack tickets to Elmwood, Elmwood Park Zoo's favorite family tradition, wild lights and the holidays are bright with dazzling light displays, illuminated animals and live entertainment at Elmwood Park Zoo Elmwood Park Zoo's wild lights uh, info and tickets at epzwildlights.com Alright, time for music news Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR All right, it's brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. They have technicians ready to service or replace your old water heater or install garbage disposal, sump pumps, plumbing fixture, and more. Horizon will do it all today. Book online in seconds at horizonezbook.com. We'll start with this very interesting story. Axel Rose took to social media on Friday to announce that he is done throwing his microphone into the audience after a woman was reportedly seriously injured. I never knew this was a thing. I didn't either. I've never seen him live. So, uh, Billboard reported that during Guns N' Roses' November 29th concert in Adelaide, Australia, at the Adelaide Oval, a concert goer named Rebecca Howe suffered two black eyes and a busted nose. So it must have hit her square in the nose. That's, you can get black eyes yeah. from getting uh, taking a, a punch to the nose. Uh, Axel tweeted a message to his fans, which reads in full, It has come to my attention that a fan may have been hurt at our show in Adelaide, Australia, possibly being hit by the microphone at the end of the show when I traditionally toss the mic to the fans. Uh, if true, obviously, we don't want anyone getting hurt or to somehow in any way hurt anyone at, any, at our shows anywhere. Uh, having tossed the mic at the end of shows for over 30 years, uh, we always felt that it was a known part 
of the very end of our performance that fans wanted and were aware of to have the opportunity to catch the microphone. So I didn't know, you know, uh, like you personally, I didn't know uh, that this was a thing. Uh, the question I have is, is he simply lobbing it or is he like... <laughs> Overhand throwing it. Yeah. He's probably lobbing it, but but I guess the further yeah. the further deep you throw it into the audience, yeah. the cha- the more chance of hurting somebody. I guess Liberace stopped doing this. He used to throw the piano into the audience. Okay, yeah, and it's, it was actually killing people. Uh, regardless, in the interest of public safety, Bernal, we refrain from tossing the mic or anything. The fans during the performance is a big thanks to everyone for their understanding. Uh, in other GNR news, Guns N' Roses have taken legal action uh, on against an online weapon store named Texas Guns and Roses. Uh, the band filed suit on December 1st in Los Angeles Federal Court uh, citing the website is attempting to con fans into thinking that the band is associated mm. with the business uh, and is uh, suing for an undisclosed sum. Uh, it was reported the lawsuit alleges that the Texas company Jersey Village Florist okay, operates online uh, the uh, operates the online store texasgunsandroses.com so they go from being the village florist to uh-huh. the gun, gun sales people uh, but they sell firearms ammunition scopes and body armor through the mail uh, without GNR approval license or consent uh, the claims allege that uh, Jersey Village florist <laughs> Selected and adopted defendants' marks for the purpose of confusing consumers into believing that it was connected or associated or licensed by guns. Yeah, and I picked up this boutonniere in an AK-47. <laughs> yeah, uh, the legal brief, which cites the band partners as Axl Rose, Slash, and Duff McKagan, goes on to explain this is particularly damaging to Guns and Roses given the nature of defendants' business. GNR are quite reasonably. Uh, GNR quite reasonably does not want to be associated with defendant, a firearms and weapons retailer. Furthermore, defendant espouses political views related to the regulation and control of firearms and weapons on their website that may be polarizing to many U.S. consumers. So they're going to have to they're going to try and get them to stop using that name. Two hours before showtime, Aerosmith canceled their concert Friday night in Las Vegas due to Steven Tyler feeling unwell. According to a statement from the band, he was unable to perform, but is expected to make full recovery for tonight's show. Uh, Specifics of his illness were not revealed. Aerosmith apologized last minute notice and offered refunds, but many fans posted their dismay as they had planned expensive trips to Las Vegas to see the show. He farted in my face. Wow. (laughs) He farted in her face. In June, the band canceled dates after Tyler entered a treatment program and stated that he had... Well, he he was gassy. He he probably could not have helped it. Yeah, tummy aching. He softened in my face. Uh, He relapsed on pain medication following foot surgery. Most recently, Osama celebrated uh, their 50th anniversary with a concert at Boston's Fenway Park. I've got too much doo-doo in my um, Marissa sent this to me as well. She sent me a lot of stuff over the weekend. Look at you. And uh, it speaks directly to what I asked about last week when uh, Christine McVie had passed away. Yes. Uh, we were talking about, you know, uh, the, the band in general, Fleetwood Mac, and I had asked about uh, the balls that Mick Fleetwood was wearing on the cover of Rumors. Rumors, yeah. He is selling those pair of balls that he wore on the cover of that album. Wow. Yeah, the balls can be seen dangling from his waist on the album cover, and his left leg rests on an ottoman which he uh, when he holds hands with Stevie Nicks. And they're expected to fetch up to $200,000. Well, they're iconic. Your balls are showing. But 
we get the story of why he had those in the first place. Let's hear it. It's really cool. Uh, so the sale is part of a bigger auction uh, called Fleetwood Mac Property from the Lives and Careers of Christine McVie, John McVie, and McFleetwood. And it's going on now. Uh, bids up upwards up to $40,000 are already rolling in for the set, which hang on a black leather cord and come in a pouch that reads Open Sesame. Uh, the winning bid will also receive a signed print that reads, Born with them, leave with them. Always love Mick Fleetwood, along with a small sketch. So he said in a 2000 interview that they were a pair of lavatory chains hmm. that he stole from a toilet after a few drinks. Uh, we're talking as in flushing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he said, I came out, and I must admit, I had a couple of glasses of English ale, uh, and I came out of the toilet with these. He said, I ripped them off, you know. He said it was very destructive. He said, I ripped them off the toilet, and I had them hanging down between my legs. Uh, they were la- later lost, but Fleetwood said that he had a replacement pair. He had a replacement made and explained why they appeared on the rumors cover. He said, in truth, I started off as a blues player. The whole ethic of a lot of blues music is slightly suggestive, might I say. And suitably, I walked out onto the stage with these two lavatory chains with these wooden balls hanging down, and after that, it just stuck. Uh, the original, original ones, he said, I do not have, uh, but the ones that I have are very, very old. I won't say that they're as old as me, but it starts getting into X-rated commentary here. My balls are quite old, he said. So hang on, hang on. The ones that he has in his, are selling, are they the ones that are no. in this picture? I think they are. They are? I think the ones that he originally had and would walk out uh-huh. on stage with are gone. Okay. But I think that these are the ones that were on the cover, and that's why they're expected to go for so much money. Is he auctioning off anything from the running man? No, not yeah, that yeah. I know of. I mean, you know, not really sure. I don't remember any kind of... Uh, <laughs> Any kind of Iconic. stuff that he would have had, right. any props. Dweezil Zappa's beret. Because the collars came where he didn't wear the collar. You know, yeah. that was, uh, it was John Richards. Was right. it John Rich- ben, ben Richards? Richards. Ben Richards. Ben Richards. Yeah. The, Bacher, the butcher of Bakersfield. Yep. What's that? I picked Ben Richards. <laughs> that old I lady. Ben Richards. <laughs> but he's not a stalker. I know. He's one bad mother ever. <laughs> All right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news. There's an update on that. Story, the McFleetwood story. Okay. They went for $128,000. Oh, they sold them. They sold wow. them. I okay. thought it wasn't, I thought it was like happening for a little while, but no, it must have happened. Already happened. Wow. $128,000. Wow. Okay. Mm. Pretty iconic. I wonder if they went for more because she just passed away. Um, well, b- at, this story was before she died, so they were projecting 200000 so I'm going to mm. guess no. I think they just are that iconic. Hang on. You can get the running man, Ben Richards, <laughs> contestant <laughs> costume. Uh, they're esti- it's estimated to go for around like eight thousand dollars or something like that. So, wow! Uh, if you really, really want it, you can you can probably get it for Christmas. Yep. All right. With that, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Get ready to wrap up the program. Don't miss it. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Um, I normally take this time of day to thank our guests. We didn't have any guests on the program today, but I'd like to thank Marissa Magnata for stepping in once again as Kathy has still got this pernicious vocal problem. It came on from a uh, from a sinus infection. Yes. And she uh, lost her voice, and she still is having a problem with it. So we were going to do um, the uh, holiday activities list today. We were originally we were going to do it on Friday, and she was here, and she couldn't talk. And it's not, so she decided to stay home, and uh, and we're hoping for tomorrow, but probably more likely leaning on Wednesday. My money's on Wednesday just to make sure she gets up and running fully. But just in case, be with us tomorrow because we might we might have it tomorrow. You probably your best bet is to listen to us every time, all day long, all day long. Yeah, I think that's probably what, your safest bet. I think that's why. So you don't want to miss on the holiday activities. Hi, Pierre. How you doing? Good man? day, then. How was your weekend, man? Fine, thank you. Wonderful. Excellent. How was yours? Uh, it was very nice. Would you say it was strawberry, blueberry, or peachy? Ooh. Um, I got. I got to go with peachy. Okay. It was quite peachy. Yeah, yeah. Peachy right. would be would hold good for me too. Okay, right good. Um, how about you? Uh, wh- wh- how would you categorize? Mine was more blueberry. More blueberry. I do. Yeah. I prefer blueberries though too. And they're good for the brain. They are good for yeah. the brain. Mm-hmm. So there you have it's it. It's a superfood. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't people know don't that. know that. For a super, <laughs> for a superman. Throw some planet Krypton. I, uh, dude. Okay, I'll do. That. I'm scared by that. Okay. Um. So. Okay, Casey didn't have his headphones on. That was up. Uh, so should we do the letter of the day? Fine. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. G as in Garland. Garland, all right. When are we going to see yeah. Garland around here? Oh, dear. I don't know. Okay. Oh wow! Right. No, no plan afoot. Usually, you embrace the uh, Yuletide season. Right? Well, I, I'm, I haven't quite felt as spirited just yet. Okay, but oh. I do see spirits on the horizon, and I saw them forecast on Action News coming our way. Very okay. nice. So, right. Spirits are coming. They have yeah. a whole paranormal thing that they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, our prize this week is an Omaha holiday prize package, including four butcher cut filet mignons, four boneless pork chops, six air chilled chicken breasts. Special Omaha seasonings and ate each of their Omaha burgers and hot dogs, plus a potato side dish. There you go, Pierre. And Ooh. dessert for four. <laughs> <laughs> They've got me covered. They got you covered. Uh, give the gift of the perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha steaks. And you can use promo code WNMR at checkout and get $30 off. Minimum order may be required. And you can go to omahasteaks.com, by the way. So we'll give it away on Friday. Uh, what's happening today? We will have the 12 Days of Metallica continuing. It did over the weekend, which is cool, Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon. Uh, but again, all through this week, we've got uh, a pair of two-day Metallica passes, August 4th and August 6th That's in great. northern New Jersey. Really sweet price. Yeah. It'll be at high noon. We've got workforce blocks of The Who and The Struts and The Goo Goo Dolls. All right. We uh, we shall enjoy, sir. Let me thank our sponsors. The President Steve Show today brought to you by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and by Family and Company Jewelers. Fill her stocking with a gift she's going to love all year long. 
from South Jersey's Holiday Diamond destination. Uh, tomorrow on a program, a Tuesday, so we'll give away some ink. Floating World Tattoo and Piercing brings us Tuesday. Uh, and from the world of the Flyers, uh, Mr. Chris Terrian oh, nice. is going to be on the program. Chris is great to talk to, so we'll spend some time with him. And uh, maybe the triumphant return of Kathy Romano. Keep your fingers crossed. We'll we, don't, you know, we don't know yet. Yep. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. Bye-bye. WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat ba 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 ba